Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Big Sills! Welcome aboard. We know there's other options for you to go to. We know this, and we appreciate you coming here each and every single day. You've made our show one of the most influential shows, not just in Philadelphia, entire Northeast area. I get people telling me, Big Sills, I'm watching the show. I was watching you the other day. I have people that are telling me in Florida, not just South Philly. Fantastic. And we thank you, and I can't thank you enough for coming aboard. It's a great time of the year. See, the NFL has done something that these other sports leagues unbelievably don't get. Hello, like we said yesterday, a sports calendar. You know what it is? The NFL just doesn't own the fall. The National Football League also owns what? The offseason. NBA? Baseball? Yeah, wake me up in October for baseball and wake me up in June for the NBA Finals. Other than that, this bad puppy is tag day, free agency, the combines, the draft, OTAs, and you're kicking that bitch off in September. And you're in Brazil this year, probably against Deshaun Watson. I mean, the National Football League, without a doubt, has given the fans exactly what they want. You know what that is? Red meat. These other leagues give you this. Like the NBA? You're going to try to tell me pretty soon here by the time November comes who to vote for. No, thank you, guy. Nobody comes here for my politics, and I don't go to the NBA games for their freaking politics. People want to get away from that shit. That's why what unites America's sports, right? That's what, that's what we do. That's right, Barb. We love our NFL. We love our NFL. By the way, Eagle fans, one of the most disappointing bits of news I got today for you is that Jimmy Johnson is now a consultant in a draft and free agency. That's not a good thing. Jimmy's going to be consulting the Cowboys. He hasn't been in that role or in that building in any kind of role like that since he was fired in Orlando after he won his second Super Bowl. So now Jimmy's going back into the war room and going to give his opinion on the draft. That guy built one of the greatest football teams of all time, albeit. No salary cap. The biggest acquisition that the Dallas Cowboys have made and will make this offseason 
is that Jimmy's now in the building. That means Howie has to be even better. And he's not quite that good on college evaluations. Hey, look, I get to school, Georgia, all what they've done the last three years. There's no question about it. They got some of the top flight kids in the country. But your Georgia kids have kind of been good, not great. Okay? Hey, you could say whatever you want, dog. And look at Big Sills, number one fan. Who gives a F? He's like 90. Yeah? Why don't your guy hit on a pick? Especially on defense. Hit on a pick, kid. You make it sound like your guy's some sort of draft guru. Your guy sucks at college talent when it comes to corners, linebackers, and edge rushers. You can't, Jalen Carter's a hell of a player, okay? He's a hell of a player. Jimmy found a guy like Larry Allen in like the 12th round. (laughs) Yeah, okay, dude, Jalen Carter's the next. Aaron Donald, you know what I say to that? Potential, which means it's never happened, and it's not happened yet. I think the world of the kid. You know I do. Okay? No, 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 senor. You see the book behind Big Sills? You see that guy? He'll do something no coach in Philadelphia sports history will ever do in football. Win multiple Super Bowls. Because you know why? Your organization can't handle somebody like that. You know, you, 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 you hire librarians. Doormen. People like that. Guys with no real job. Nick Sirianni, seriously, you know what he is? He's like the good humor salesman. He doesn't do anything significant except cheer and bitch at fans. And give me some sort of weirdo quotes. Well, if you plant the seeds here, I get the get the poppy seed here. I'm like, dude, are you okay? Or are you in one of Aaron Rodgers' pot tents? I mean, honestly, planting seeds? Dog, seriously, I thought you were talking about a porno. What is, that guy's a weirdo. You know, this is what we do here. I mean, this guy must have like the John Wooden um, messages on a chalkboard written out somewhere so he can quote them. I mean, if you plant the seed here, <laughs> if you plant seeds here, it'll It's got to take time to ferment. Dude, I'm not a horticulturist, whatever that shit is. I'm a football guy, okay? This guy's like a botanist. If you plant the seeds here, you'll do this. Whatever, guy. Win some ball games. Remember, you're 12 and 11 as the Eagles head football coach without Shane Steichen. You're 12 and 11. Best coach in the NFC East at 12 and 11. It's my offense. You're 12 and 11. You're one game over 500. One game over 500. Okay? Hey, hey, uh, there you go, Barb. Barb's got a job in case he gets blown out week four next year. Or this year. Could be your gardener. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Very nice. 
put the poppy seeds here and you're here. Dude, okay, I guess. I don't know. Holy cow. Let's get on to the topics. You know, we're moving forward now. We've already given our opinion on Howie Roseman. The wonderful, hey, one thing though, before I get started, I want to show Howie's not as bad as some people. Let me give you a great example, the New York Giants. So the Giants are not going to franchise tag Saquon Barkley, right? They're not going to franchise tag Barkley. So why didn't you trade him? Why did you trade that guy? Why did you trade him last year when you could get something for him? Now you're going to let him walk out the building and get nothing in return? Except for compensation picks? Potentially? Potentially. Why didn't you trade him? And then you gave that guy Daniel Jones that contract? So you gave Daniel Jones that shitty contract, which is more ramifications against your captain, Hurts. And Hurts makes more. Makes $11 million more per year. And his is less of a devastating hit to the cap. The Giants gave that bum the money, and they're going to let Barkley walk out the building, and you're getting nothing in return? What kind of – it's a front office disaster. I, why would you just let him walk out of the building? He's a $9 million a year guy. We're not talking about Rashad Penny – we're talking about Barkley. Now, I would say this to you. I think Barkley as the number two pick in the NFL draft. I think he's been a bust. I'm not paying $9 bucks for a guy who's always hurt. I get it. But you just let him walk out the building. That doesn't make sense. Chris, Barkley's too expensive? Barkley's too expensive. And not productive enough. Worst things you can be. And he's hurt. So I kind of get it. But you didn't trade him? People sell broken down cars all the time. I mean, you talk about, hey, Howie is not in that position. He's got some troubling contracts. And we're going to look at those. and how, Things that he can do to create some more money. Because he's going to need the money. If you're going to be a player and rebuilding this team quickly, if you want to get back to a Super Bowl, it's going to be through pro-free agency. It's not going to be in the draft. Whoever you draft is not going to get you closer to the Super Bowl. You're not, there's no Lawrence Taylor in this draft. Remember I told you guys last year, Will Anderson was probably the best defensive player in the draft. He was. Remember I told you Devin Witherspoon was my favorite player in the draft. Well, he finished second when it came to the Defensive Player of the Year. Okay? Henry Carter, right there. Weatherspoon's a great player. Remember two years ago I told you about the Kansas City corner? She drafted a kid. What'd you do? You took Jordan Davis. And now Kansas City's got one of the best lockdown corners in the league. Should take a listen to Big Sills. I could help you out in the draft. I almost worked in a couple draft places and worked in pro personnel with the Raiders 
and the Browns. Very close to doing that. Instead, I'm here talking to you. <laughs> Davis is fat. The entire organization has to work harder. If one of your guys is not working hard, you all run. You ever see Full Metal Jacket when the guy eats the donut? You don't punish the guy who's fat. You punish the entire unit because the unit's not connecting with the kid. You're not going to connect with the kid if he's fat. You're going to connect with the unit to tell him and read him the riot act. This is how we do shit. That's how you coach kids. You don't talk to the fat kid. You talk to everyone else around him. And you punish the unit. That's called hardcore Mike Tomlin coaching. It's not about the fat kid. It's about the unit sending the message. Okay? Things that you can do to create some money for Howie. We wrote them down here and some candidates. Unfortunately, you're not going to like this because you know why? You guys fall in love with the back of the jersey. And the back of the jersey and the guy's names on them, instead of looking at the unit, I don't give a shit about one player on your football team. And that includes your quarterback. I care about winning. Whatever that looks like. You guys fall in love with these players like Brandon Graham? You're out, guy. I give a shit about that. You want an old man victory tour? Go somewhere else. Sills, we love him. I don't care. I need his roster chair. I need to replace that guy. He's a nothing burger anymore. Phenomenal. One day he'll come back. I'll give you a, a jacket. You're an Eagle Hall of Famer. Sensational. This is not about falling in love and getting attached. You fall in like with your guys. Remember I told you that? Fall in like with your guys. Because one day you may have to cut them. Okay? No matter how significant they are. Okay? Chris, because I don't want them on my team, is not disrespectful in a league that cuts players every day. That's not disrespectful. How about when an organization offers a guy a contract, cuts him and doesn't pay him the remaining sum on his contract because contracts in the NFL aren't guaranteed. Where is their loyalty? I signed a contract for three years for 2.5 million bucks. I get cut and those guys don't give me my remaining two years. But if I stay, you, I have to live to the deal. How come I'm the only one that has to live up to the deal? They're one-sided contracts. You think the NFL is loyal to their players? You're out of your mind. You're out of your mind. They're not loyal. And if you are loyal, you hold on to players too long. Again, this is not a retirement home. Right now, the Eagles are around 20.2 million bucks in cap space. That ain't good enough. Not with the inability to draft corners and linebackers and safeties. And for the record, you have a history of sucking at those positions. 
And your GM is at the top of that list. He can't draft those positions for whatever reason. They have no interest in doing proper evaluations. You get N'Kobe Dean in the third round, the 49ers get Fred Warner in the third round. All you have to do is figure that out. Okay? I'm going to address the Craig Carton thing. We're trying to get Craig on these next couple days. Okay? Isn't it funny how the Eagles send some of their little smoke signals out that there's nobody doing anything inappropriate with somebody's wife in the locker room? Somebody in the Eagle organization put those uh, smoke signals out, according to Adam Schefter. Boy, they surely like to get their story out, don't they? If they don't like a story, they like smoke signals. If they want to correct a story, they send out smoke signals. Why do you worry about building your defense before you worry about going after people like Craig Carton? Okay? How do you know Craig Carton's story is not right or true? Britton Covey, I showed you his um, DMs to me on my Twitter page. Guy walked back two comments. Barrett Brooks wasn't lying. Okay? He walked his comments back. Then he was in Vegas talking shit, saying, hey, there was a disconnect between the coaches and the players. Walk that shit back. Come on now, man. If you learned any lesson about your Eagles, they control the media or try to. Okay? Adam Schefter got that story? If it's an innocuous story and it's a nothing burger, think about how dirty that sounds. A player in the Eagle locker room having a somewhat or so-called affair with another player's wife. The Eagles had to address that. Or an Eagle source had to address that. I would never even have touched that if I was them. But that's how they do business. Okay? And like any negative vibes around that team. They want everything hunky-dory. So everybody gets their key fob. That's how they work. That's not just an Eagle thing. That's an NFL thing. NFL doesn't like that kind of shit. Every single market they do that. So again, like again, I'm not just picking on them. I'm, that, that happens to be a, an NFL deal. Okay? Anthony goes, that stuff happened with the self. With the Celtics, the coach got fired. He was, dude, you know, I'm trying to get Carton on. I want to know what his deal is. The only thing I had a problem with it is, you know, when Big Sill says something, I put a name behind it because I don't really like that shit. Unless I tell you I can't and it's a guy in an organization. Hey, and you guys know, I talked to Dan Morgan, who's the general manager now, the Carolina Panthers. Okay, Alonzo Highsmith's now a senior executive in the New England Patriots organization. Clint Hurts now your D-line coach. Guy wore my number at UM. And I helped recruit the kid. He's your defensive line coach. The last two D-line coaches you've had in Philly, one was a teammate, one kid I recruited for the University of Miami. You don't think Big Sills' tentacles go everywhere in the league? Kid wore my number. Said he wanted to wear 93 because of me. Okay? 
And I think he's a fabulous coach. And he's a dear friend. Jeff Stoutland worked at Miami. Jeff Stoutland was the interim head coach at the University of Miami. What, you don't think I know him? Yeah, Chris goes, my boy Tracy Rocker got fired. Well, he's not a Tennessee Titans head football coach. He was what we called collateral damage for shitty coordinating and poor hires. Tracy got hired in a week. Couldn't have been that bad, dog. Bad coaches don't get hired in a week. How bad was Tracy Rocker? And if that's the case, Tracy Rocker recruited your two D tackles, Jalen Carter and Jordan Davis. Really? He sucks. Well, then your two court, then your two DTs suck. Because he recruited them for Georgia. He was their D-line coach. I don't. All right. Eagles have about 20 free agents this offseason here. Okay? You got about 20. There's four things that you can do to create more money for your for your football team. I think Howie needs to be in this side of the building. And I'm talking to pro personnel. I think he needs more money. $20 million, you got to remember, and I've told you this, 18 of it goes towards your rookies and your NFL draft coming up in April. You're going to need as much money as you can Unless you're going, unless you're going to trade out of the first round, and you're going to start moving down in rounds two and three, which I don't think that's a bad idea. The twenty-second pick, those quarterbacks we showed you yesterday, are going to move good defensive and offensive football players down the list. You're not going to like who I think the Eagles are going to draft in the first round after taking a look at what we're going to do here, and the exercise we're going to go here. I don't think you're going to like who they're going to draft. I don't know the name yet, but I think I got an idea where they're going. You can restructure contracts, extensions. You can cut pre-June 1. You can cut post-June 1. Here are your candidates. Restructuring. Do you restructure Reddick? I said it, and I'll say it again. I've gone back and forth a bit on Reddick. You have too many holes on your defense to give a guy a raise. That guy doesn't deserve a raise. Sills, he's been productive. It's not about one guy. I know you guys fall in love with A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown had a career year, and Hurts took a step back. He meant nothing to Hurts' development. He heard it. It's not about getting A.J. his numbers. It's about Hurts getting better. I thought if you brought a guy in for $40 million, that's what you paid him the last two years, the quarterback would be better. He's not. He's not better. Reddick is the guy you have to decide what you're going to do with. Me, personally, I'm trading him. I'm going to get draft picks. You know who the top candidate is? I get him out of the conference. 
and I get him in the AFC, and I send him to the Ravens. You know the Ravens are looking at him and Mike Evans potentially as being their 1A and 1B targets this coming offseason here? If the Ravens want him that bad, give me a two and a three for him. And you get that money off your books, and you get a second and third rounder. Or we'll do this. I'll send you Reddick. You send me Queen. And you have to send me, okay? And you, you have to take on Reddick's contract. You kind of switch the money. Queen's going to want 18 to 20 million. Reddick wants 18 to 20. Give me the middle linebacker. Give me an inside linebacker. Give me a guy in there. I'll take the linebacker. You struggle massively. His sacks meant nothing. Your linebacker play was horrific. Okay? They're not the Ravens aren't going to keep him. He's going to hit the free agent market. He's awful expensive, though. But the Ravens are very interested in Hassan Reddick. Eric DaCosta loves him, wants him. Okay. If you don't want to do Queen, give me a two and a three. And I'll give you Hassan Reddick. And I get the money off the books. And I get a second and third for the guy. You're not getting a one for him. You're not. And let them worry about the $20 million paycheck. Let them pay the $20, $22 million that he covets. I mean, they want him. Which means if they want him, they'll pay him. You see, if you want somebody, if you want somebody enough, you don't do this. You know, I really like you. Why don't you go out and find out if there's another business that wants to hire you at more money and get back to us. If you really want somebody that bad, do you do that to your top performer? To your top guy, okay? And B. Walker goes, who would replace Reddick? Great question. Well, Walker, why did you draft Nolan Smith? You know, there were guys actually on my network telling me that Nolan Smith was a top 10 player. I went, eh, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. I thought he was kind of like a tweener. I don't really know what he is. So what? What? what is he? So are you, wait, Flexing goes, Nolan Smith ain't Reddick. So you drafted a guy in the first round and you still don't know what to do with him? Thank you, Howie. And again, that does go back to this. That does go back to this. Sills, do you really want to give Howie Roseman more draft picks to fail on? It's a great question. It's a great question. You're right. And, and, it, and, it, and it puts a doorstop on my take right there. Man, geez, you know, I just got through saying he sucks there. You want to give him more swings at the plate? I think that's the only way he's going to succeed is more swings at the plate. I think the more picks you get, I'm hoping he lands on four. 
You know, if you restructure Kevin Byers, you save $11 million. Okay? I doubt they do that. I think the guy sucks. Restructure Avante Maddox? Man, there's another guy. Son, you, you can't stay healthy. I have absolutely no interest whatsoever in bringing you back to the Eagles this year. Not restructuring a contract with Avante Maddox. I'm sick and tired of waiting for you. NFL doesn't wait for players that long. Only place they do that shit is because how he drafts these guys. Avante Maddox is a broken down car that looks good. He'll 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 make you do this. Man, he's a good looking athlete. He's a good looking player. You get him in a race. The guy can't finish a lap. That's not somebody I want to build my defense around. Jordan Mulata, highest rated offensive lineman that you had this past season. Ranked out third in the National Football League. Man, best athlete on your football team. He's the best athlete on your team. 6'8", 350 pounds. Great feet. He's got feet like he's got feet like Josh Sweat. He could play defensive end. That's how talented he is. In my opinion, Jordan Malata, this coming season, is going to be put in the conversation with Trent Williams, Staley, those kind of dudes. He's a really great football player. And you found that guy in the seventh round. Wow. And he didn't know how to put a helmet on six years ago. And now he is one of the best players. I'd give that guy big money because if that guy ever got in the open market, Jordan Mulata, he's a $25 million a year guy. There's a premium on left tackles. I would say this to you, outside of your quarterback, that he's the most expensive player on your team. And that includes Lane. And AJ, he's a $25 million guy. And get this, Josh Sweat's value is 21-1. Mulata's a, he is such an important part of your future. Josh Sweat, next year he's a contract year. You know what his number is? I just told you, 20.1. Give him a contract extension, bag of money up front, lower the base, create some money for you, some savings. Sweat probably wants to remain an eagle. Josh Sweat gets in the open market. He's 22. His market value right now in the league is $22 million. $22 million. He's not that old. Do you hit him up now? Dallas Goddard, I got a problem with. How many people would restructure Dallas Goddard's contract right now? How many people would restructure Goddard's contract? Guys missed 25% of his football career in Philly. And by the way, he's the third highest paid tight end in the league. Okay. 
every single year, it's something with him. How about this? I don't know if he's injury prone, but you know what I do know? He's unlucky. That's the most unluckiest guy on the Eagles. Something's always hurt. He's never healthy. He can't really hold up. I mean, do you restructure? Remember something. We got four categories here. And Dallas Goddard almost fits in all four of them. Okay? He's named Dallas. Thank you, Brian. Like it. And then you have restructure. Elliot, the kicker, probably your MVP last year. You know you suck when your kicker's your MVP. Kickers aren't football players, okay? They're like um, appendages. I don't look at kickers as being, but he was important. He won a ton of games for you guys, okay? He did. He won a ton of games for you guys. Your most valuable player was, what's his name, Josh? Is it Josh Elliott? Jason Elliott? I don't really keep up with the kickers in the game today. What was his name? J Jason? Jalen? You got a bunch of Jalens. What, what, was, what was Elliott's name? Jake Elliott. All right, sure. Okay, fine. <laughs> I don't really keep up with the kicker, guys. So you'll have to help me on that one. Can restructure a kicker. I'm going to give a kicker a bag of money. Why would I have a problem doing that? You know, when the people, when, you know, when people rob the bank and they put that blue thing in criminal opens the bag and it blows up the money and it's all blue and shit. That's what I would do to Jake Elliott's bag of money. I'd put like a smoke bomb in there just in case. I just want to send him a message. I don't want to do this, but I have to do this. And I know you're important, but here, Ugh. Hang a kicker. Not interested, but I have to probably. Hey, he's your best player? But <laughs> That's even more of an issue for me. So now let's go to extensions. I'm trying to create some money. You're at 20.2 million bucks right now. You're going to need dough. Right now, you're two years away from being respectable on defense. You understand that? You're respectable. Well, Joe. Vic Fangio is going to turn this thing around and he's going to come in and he's going to fix this thing like he is like the Wizard of Oz. No, he ain't. Jimmy's and Joe's. If you ain't got him, I don't care who you bring in. You could bring Jim Johnson back from the dead. He ain't saving that shit over there. There's not one redeeming guy on that defense that's worth the shit except Jalen Carter, Josh Sweat, Hassan Reddick. The rest of them, Fletcher's too much. Fletcher's going to get more money in the open market, but he ain't a $10 million guy on your team. Okay? Now we go to extensions. It's where you could save a bunch of money here as well. Reddick, you can extend Reddick here. Remember, you can restructure, and now you can come to number two, extension of Reddick. Give him a contract extension. You see what the problem is with that? The Eagles don't want to pay him 20. Reddick's going to get 20 somewhere, or 18. 18 to 20 he's going to get. See, 
the Eagles are in a position now where they're not going to pay him. So you're going to, you're eventually going to have two $20 million edge rushers and Josh Sweat and Hassan Reddick. And you're going to have two wide receivers making $20 million. And you're going to have two offensive tackles making $20 million. Where are you getting this money from? And you're paying your quarterback 50? You know, the only contract on your salary cap right now that's really not detrimental to anything when it comes to restructuring and building a roster is your quarterback. You're overpaying in positions. you got two $15 million corners. You're going to have two $20 million edge rushers. You're going to have two $15 to $20 million offensive tackles. Shit, you're going to have to play Landon Dickerson $20 million. A.J. Brown is a $20 million. You think Devontae Smith's going to be cheap? All right, Xander, wrong. Devontae's going to get a bag of money too, folks. It's funny, man. Xander's with us today. And Xander, first question out of the gate, what do you think of Devontae Smith being signed and drafted by the Eagles? I think he's a shrimp. Well, hey, he put that to rest. He surely did. He is a ball player. That guy is the guy you buy off the showroom floor like you buy a Ferrari, and you get the Ferrari. He's a Ferrari. Love his work ethic, what kind of teammate he is, all the shit that is intangibles on building a football team and a culture, he's it. Kudos to him. He's a ready-made champion. What a good-looking football player. Reddick, extension, no, because it's too expensive. Kevin Byard, extension, <laughs> not happening. Avante Maddox, extension, look at the money I'm saving, not happening. Malata, extension, maybe, depending on what I could save the most on, restructure or extension. Whatever saves me the most. Josh Sweat, totally part of my future. He's going to make 20. Can you get him at 18, 17? Huge market for edge rushers and corners and wide receivers in today's NFL. He's going to command a lot of money. Maybe he stays in Philly. Salary cap's going to 243. Next year, it'll be over 252. I mean, these numbers are going up, folks. Dallas Goddard extension. Mm -mm. I pretty much had my last contract with Dallas Goddard, in my opinion. Then there's Devontae Smith. He's eligible May 2nd for a contract extension. May 2nd of this year, the Eagles have to decide, extend him or the fifth-year option. May 2nd is the fifth-year option. Do they pick it up? It puts 15 million bucks on your cap immediately. Or do you, do you wait? If you wait, though, what happens? That means Devontae Smith is going into his final year as an Eagle. And he's a free agent at the end of the 24th season. I'm not thinking they want to do that. It's a big decision to make. You got to, and get this, 
If you pick the fifth-year option up, there's 15 million off that 20. What are you doing? You're going backwards. Now, the most important ones, this is where you save a ton of money. Cuts. Pre-June 1, Kevin Byard. Absolutely. I, I I could cut him at any moment. Any moment. You're probably going to wait until the start of the new year, March 13th. You start blowing these guys out. Start creating some cap space because you got to get free agency when it starts and you got to get some money up there. I'm cutting Avante Maddox, saving more money. So, so far I'm cutting Maddox and Kevin Byard. Am I cutting Reddick? Am I cutting Reddick to save money pre-June 1? I, 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 Matt says no trade. You understand something, Devin, that Hassan Reddick has been cut twice. Cardinals cut him. Panthers cut him. It's not like he's not and hasn't been cut before because of the same position those other franchises were in. He's been cut twice. And he's been cut twice for a reason. I mean, you don't usually just cut double-digit pass rushers. There's a reason. He's not a very good tackler. And he's a liability in covering tight ends. That's why he's been cut twice. Okay? Hey, I'm trying to look for money here. I'm not saying that's the smartest move on the planet. But you got to get some money here. Because that defense that you... If you go into the September, or you go into the camps in July, with that defense, you'll finish with six wins. Six wins if you don't address that defense. Terrell Lewis. Zach McPherson. Patrick Johnson. All off my roster. Now cuts post June 1. Reddick, Kevin Byard. This is where I think he'll be blown out. Maddox, too. Would you cut Josh Sweat? Save a boatload of money. These are all candidates for all four of these 
situations that the Eagles, you know, Tone said something the other day that is exactly correct. You know what that is? The NFL sets the league up so that you sit here and the National Football League loves the word parody. And it's true. They don't like teams that know and like to build for dynasties. They don't like that. Like, they're not fans of what's going on in Kansas City right now. You see, Kansas City has the golden child. They could do anything with him. They could pay $900,000 a year for a running back, pay no wide receivers, and win Super Bowls. It's the ultimate dream. And be $25 million under the cap. It's the ultimate dream. It's what they had in New England. That's why when you see teams that are multiple championship teams, it's because they have the quarterback. Philadelphia doesn't have the quarterback. San Francisco doesn't. I'm not sure Cincinnati does. Okay? That's why when you say the word elite and you put Jalen Hurts in that, that's a crock of shit. Elite is designed to be a tag for one, not multiple. There's no such things as multiple elite quarterbacks in the NFL. You think two and four is elite if you're Lamar Jackson in the postseason? Or Hurts two and three? Or Allen? Or any? Those guys are phenomenal players and great. Is Lamar elite? No. Elite is bringing it home. Michael Jordan's elite. Okay? Michael Jordan. Carl Malone is a Hall of Fame great player. For you to be elite, you got to beat an elite guy in a game that's elite. Not a regular season nothing burger. Is Josh Allen elite? No. He's a great player. He's better than your boy in Philly because he does it with more. His ability. He's got nobody on that team. He's got nobody on that team. He's got Stefan Diggs. You've got six Pro Bowlers. I, I personally think Lamar needs more. Kobe Bryant is elite. When you guys use the word elite quarterback, and you tag all these guys who've done shit. And I think some of them are the most talented quarterbacks I've seen in the NFL ever. But elite? Elite comes with a title. A champion. Aaron Rodgers is elite. Four times MVP. Super Bowl MVP. Super Bowl champion. He's elite. That's why at 40 years old. Let me ask you this. You think Jalen Hurts at 40 years old is going to make $50 million a year? <laughs> okay. Sure. Aaron Rodgers is 50 years old, and he's making $50 million. Okay? There's one elite quarterback in the game today, and it's in Kansas City. What's wrong with saying that? You know, you got to not put, you can't put Mahomes in the same category as these other quarterbacks. 
You can't. Four conference titles, three Super Bowl wins, two MVPs. I mean, what what are you talking about? I hear dumbasses like Skip Bayless go, I'll take Burrow over him. You're like, whoa, how? How? Dak Prescott? Give me a break. Dak Prescott's in Hertz's league. If you do the right things, you can clear up about $35.4 million in space. Up from your 20.2. And that would give you some operating room for you to build your football team on that side of the ball. They got to do better. They got to do a better job and have more of an emphasis on the defense. That's why you brought all these high powered coaches in. Assistant coaches is why they brought all these guys in. You know why they, do you know why they hired all these elite uh, assistant coaches? They hired all these elite assistant coaches because they have to. Um, Is Stafford elite? Yeah. Yeah. You're not trying to, you're not trying to go that Stafford who played in Detroit, who's got an under 500 record. Is Joe Namath elite? He's a Hall of Famer. He won a Super Bowl and he's got an under 500 record in the NFL Pro Football Hall of Fame. And he's thrown more interceptions and touchdowns. Would you still co- consider Namath one of the elite quarterbacks in NFL history? You got to remember what he plays with and what he played with. The Jets haven't had a quarterback since Namath. Stafford's not elite, but your guy in Philly is. Give me a break. Your guy in Philly's overhyped. Not overrated. He's overhyped. We're going to get into that here in a minute. He's a one-year wonder right now in my book. He's had one season. That's it. One. That's a fact, not an opinion. Goddard often injured. When healthy, they failed to utilize him. Absolutely. Absolutely. They failed to utilize him. Shit, he was bitching last year about how he was being used. Okay, so you can you can move up about thirty five point four million. Hey, um, Eagle fan, don't get butt hurt when someone throws some actual facts at your guy. Don't get butt hurt over that. I'm not trying to offend you, man. And if saying something about hurts offends you, that's a you thing, guy. Okay. Other men don't offend me. <laughs> I'm not that in love with other men like you. That's not what I do here. Okay? Chris Sims, kind of right. You know, well, let's get to that question then. I actually like that. It was a, a Eagle fan. It's all good, man. You think the Eagles have overrated Hurts? Or overvalued him? Do you? You think he's capable of doing the things that they want him to do? He wasn't this year. 
You think he's capable? Well, he's got a great work ethic. He's a great guy. You know, goes to church, says his prayers, cleans up after himself, puts the dishes in the sink. He works hard. <laughs> All that stuff, right? I know. Aaron Rodgers is a jackass. And Aaron Rodgers, I'll take Aaron Rodgers any day. That guy gives you a chance to win a Super Bowl every year. Okay? Tell me. Chris Sims stole my thunder? How did he steal my thunder? He's been on the program, and I'm trying to get him on too. Absolutely. Stafford spends that rock as good as anybody that's ever spun the rock. How many people believe that the Eagles look at now? Do you think they have buyer's remorse? I think they like him, but do you think they have buyer's remorse? Chris Sims might be right over embellished, but 50 million for Hertz is far too much. Xander. That guy ain't a $50 million quarterback. He's not a $50 million quarterback. How many people think that Dak Prescott's a $60 million quarterback? Oh, but Sills, that's the market. Oh, then guess what? I'm not paying that. I am not paying that. If I'm the Cowboys, I'm not paying $60 million for Dak Prescott, who's done dick for me. I am not doing that. I could look at Brock Purdy and I could pay a guy 900 grand and get to the Super Bowl and go to overtime. And you want me to pay 60 million bucks? Not happening. If they would allow Jalen to be Jalen and not try to change him, he'd be worth Dirty D. They don't want the 22 season. They want the 23 redefined Jalen Hurts. He's not capable of being that. He's Once again, if they want to make him more of the 23 Jalen Hurts, you'll never win a Super Bowl or get back to one ever again with him as your quarterback. If you want to get back to the 22 guy, chance you get to three. But remember, the Eagles want the guy around for 15 years. I don't give a shit about that. I'll take him for nine or 10 and three appearances. And if he gets broken up, it, it, it's like having a racehorse. Those guys don't give a shit about those racehorses past three years old. That's why they sell them. That's why they breed them. Those guys who are those trainers for those stake races, that's their job to win those races to create the value for the horse. Once the value of the horse, then he becomes something. That's why now you see most of these guys, they win the derby. They don't race him in the other two because they've created value. Same thing with players. You're trying to create a value for a guy, not diminish him. Jalen Hurts lost money this year in value. He's not worth 50. Is it Purdy or the team? It's the team. Is it Jalen or the team? It's the team. Malata, Pro Bowler. Landon Dickerson, Pro Bowler. Kelsey, Pro Bowler. Lane, Pro Bowler. Swift, Pro Bowler. AJ, Pro Bowler. Quarterback, Pro Bowler. You get seven Pro Bowlers out of 11 guys. You might want to win some ball games. Instead of going one and seven. 
I don't know. Uh, hey, Burrow's the modern-day Joe Namath. Hey, Joe Burrow. Here's criticism of him. And I like Joe Burrow. Hey, try to stay healthy, kid. I'm getting tired of seeing your broken-down ass, too. You're the highest-paid player in the game. Hey, you want some fair criticism? Not just Jalen. Here's Joe Burrow criticism. Fantastic ball player. Great, great, great accolades on his resume. Try staying healthy, kid. Help our team out. I think what happened with Wentz played a major role in the premature mega contract for Hertz. How we got to save face and quickly. Yeah. Yeah, they rushed to pay Hertz instead of letting him play out and put two years. Hey, get this. I'd rather have paid Hertz more money. Here, here's a question for you. Here's a question for you. Say they didn't give Jalen, did, did they give Jalen that money around this time last year? Was it around this time that they gave him that contract? Or was it after the draft or right before that they gave him that deal? Do you, do you guys know the date on exactly when they gave him that money? Because it was somewhere around in these months here that they gave him that contract, right? A Nicole Lynn came out from Clutch, and it was the most – one of the quietest contract negotiations in the history of the National Football League. It was in the summer that they gave him that deal. Okay, so it was closer to, like, the start of the season in training camp. Okay, it was late. Okay, all right, all right, all right. Say they allowed Jalen Hurts to play out last year and not give him the contract. Would they have given him a $250 million deal at the end of last year? Would they have paid him the money they got? They paid him. If they if they had not rushed. If they had not rushed last year to pay him the $50 million and allow him to play like I... I know you guys remember me saying I would let him play another year out and let's see if he can do it again so that you can be dead sure. And most of you said pay him now. And I'm like, off, only off of 17 ball games? Would the Eagles have paid him that money based off of 23 and 22 and 21? Would they have given him that $250 million deal? I said they wouldn't have. I said they would have given him a contract. But I'm going to go down with Xander said. I'm going to think that thing's more around 40. 42. May have been a really nasty negotiations. Based off of 23, he ain't 50. <laughs> not, hey, based off of 21, 22, and 23, that's not a $50 million a year quarterback. Kyler Murray, that's not a 46-1 co contract. Josh Allen's won four straight AFC East titles. 
okay? And no one's in the building. I'm paying that guy that money. They paid him then based off of 22. And because of Burroughs, Herbert's contracts were about to get done. Burrow and Herbert are better passers, and you win Super Bowls from the pocket. They're better players at the QB position. Herbert had Brandon's. Do you know who's going to win the MVP award this year, potentially? Justin Herbert. Look at what they've Dude. Jim Harbaugh didn't take that job to finish in last place in the AFC East or West. He's not taking that gig for that. We get it. You don't like Hurts. I don't give a shit about Hurts when it comes to liking or not liking. I don't know him from a can of paint, Callie Green. You must be breaking bread with him. I don't get I don't get in bed with that stuff. I don't care what he is. I'm talking about football here. Nothing personal. Strictly business. You got me concerned, kid. Or confused with something here that I take me liking somebody. <laughs> As Xander, there's very few people I do like or trust. Okay? That's got nothing to do with my evaluation. Yeah, hey. How could I hate somebody I don't know? Oh, I know how. Uh, I just got to watch the news on the, on the news side, the political side. I know Callie Green. I know where you are now. You're like that guy, Paul Dumbowich. Oh, I get it. You're, 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 you're that guy. I got it. People think Sills loves the Eagles. No, I love the Eagle fans. I told you this. Okay. Hey, I'm, a, I'm an Eagle fan. I really love the. That's not true. That's not true. I think the fans are the best. Like Craig Carton, squeeze, squeezing your teats. You guys are so easy. Craig Carton got under your skin from New York City, sitting in a studio. Don't let a guy like that get to you. And I love Craigie. All you do is bash Hurts. Uh, well, 18 turnovers, one and seven. What do you want me to do? Give him a victory tour? Best guy I've ever seen. I think I've been pretty consistent since day one. I would never have my football team with a dual threat quarterback. I think I've been consistent on that. Have I not? Seals, you could read off Jalen's stats right from ESPN and people would say you're only saying that because you hate him. I, Dirty D, I know it's got nothing to do with that. Okay? Callie Green, you're bashing my team. <laughs> you're such a snowflake. It's so fun. No wonder Carton can kick your ass from New York. Got to be kidding me, guy. Same with this guy. Um... Cauliflower green. <laughs> it should be sunflower or sun green. <laughs> Something very like fresh. <laughs> Some of you guys are so soft. For people being Philly guys, there's about 10% of you, man. Honest to God. 
Do you hide under your desk when people start calling you names and shit? Or do you go to your mom's basement, hang out there? He's bashing my team. Bashing your team. No, I'm not. Telling the truth about your team. You know what Angelo Cataldo told me yesterday? I'm the last of the great ones. Was he not your greatest sports talk radio host in Philadelphia sports history? I should show you the text. I can't show you the text because I don't want to because there's something else on there, so I can't. Xander has seen it, okay? Xander's seen it, so I can't. Then, you know, I'll leave it there for that because that's between Angelo and me, actually. He was bashing him at 22. I don't look at it as bashing. I look at it as him being a very good 2.0 Tyrod Taylor. He's a little better than Tyrod Taylor. By the way, didn't Tyrod Taylor beat Jalen this year? Holy shit, that's true. Tyrod Taylor. Tyrod Taylor beat the Eagles. (laughs) Oh, boy. Oh, by the way, Philly 500 will join us at 5.30. And we will talk to our guy. You guys were talking that you wanted Philly 500? Big Sills delivers. I am really working on Carton and Sims. Those guys won't hide either. Get some guys that like to hide behind the scenes, talk shit on others. Our business is so creepy. Very few people above board. Okay? Very few. All right. Um... How can I phrase this? How can I phrase this about? Oh, yeah, you know, it's funny. People think that I hate Howie Roseman. No, I hate Howie Roseman because he's a gator. Other than that, it's probably, and there I told you, him being a gator has more than anything to do with anything else. Okay? He's a gator. That'd be like Xander going, I love Auburn Tiger guys. Come on, man. He's a gator. What are you talking about here? To be fair, Tyrod beat a pitiful defense. (laughs) Okay. Your guy couldn't – you're paying a guy $50 million and the other guy's a journeyman. Okay, so wait a minute. So what about Drew Locke beating your doors off? What about Tommy DeVito? You know he's delivering pizzas now? Seriously, he's he, you know where he is? He's now down in Soho delivering pizzas for Mona Lisa. And he beat you. <laughs> hey, pepperoni or extra cheese? By the way, the under grill is great. See, it's burnt. Yeah, we, we had Portnoy come in here, and I served him one up. That's what DeVito does. And that guy beat you. Tommy DeVito at Mona Lisa down in Soho is now serving. And that guy actually was part of the team that beat the Eagles. It doesn't get any better, man. 
Is that bashing? That a guy who's a pizza delivery guy beat you in a football game. That's bashing? I don't know. Tyrod Taylor, who got stabbed in the heart by the Chargers. They literally stabbed him in the heart to get Justin Herbert in a game. They stabbed him in the heart before the Kansas City game. Hey, Justin, you're starting. He never started. He never looked back. And he beat you. An NFL team stabbed a guy in the heart and a pizza delivery guy beat you last year. <laughs> it is true, fitness. I love the way you guys do defend your team. That's fitness. Yes. But see, fitness says the last thing is right and true. Fitness loves, Big Sills loves debating with us. Yes. It's fun. I enjoy it. You know why? You come back every day for more. And me too. So it's all, all good. <laughs> Extra sausage, please. Sills, what's a bigger rivalry? Miami FSU or Miami, Florida? Miami, Florida, dog. Okay. Miami FSU. I never lost to them dudes. I'm their dad. When Florida State people during my era, when they see me, they bow. Okay? They bow to me. Yes, sir. (laughs) Yeah. Yes, sir. Thank you. Yes, sir. The Gator guys, I got a 500 record versus those stone odds. Okay? But the FSU guys, those guys revere me and bow to me. Yes, sir. (laughs) You fight the Eagles, you got to fight us. I do like that mentality. Okay? I do. I'll get Seth on. We're working on a bunch of people. Hey, it's the offseason. People want to take some time off. It's a long, regular NFL season. Okay? I'm going to put this out here for you. What could I, I, I got to come up with a new. See, Nick Sirianni's more of like a doorman. I'm trying to figure out with Howie. He can't draft to save his life. He's great with numbers. What would be a good, like a, like a banker. An, the team banker. Knows how to really, I'll say this about him. That guy knows how to put contracts together like nobody in the league. And if you're going to tell me Roseman is going to put these contracts together for these teams to be creative in the salary cap, I'm giving that guy a raise. If Howie's going to play in the sandbox that Doug Peterson didn't want him in, personnel, that's a sandbox I don't You're fired. The problem with him is the owner of the football team has given him too many sandboxes to play in. And he doesn't have a defined role. He's not a personnel guy. That's why, like Jeff Kerr says, he's inconsistent with building his defense. There's so many peaks and valleys when it comes to his football teams. 
Okay? How he's the best. It's not so much a contract lawyer, but how he's the best cap guy in the league. He's one of. I have no problem saying that. That Hurts contract is brilliant. Seriously, like I told you, Jalen's contract has the least impact for the next two years on your football team. The only problem that you have is that the owner's going to look at Jeffrey and go, that ain't a $50 million guy I'm paying. We did all the things it's possible to make that thing happen. I think they're comfortable paying him that money because the cap hits aren't bad. But the owner's going to look at that and go, like anyone else, am I getting my value? Hey, if you guys have problems, Mickey Loomis is a good GM in New Orleans too. But that thing right now, they're $62 million over the cap. That's not in good shape down there with Mickey Loomis. Okay? That's not in the best shape. All right? How he needs to go back to the... No, no, no. He needs to get out of certain sandboxes. Stay out of the person, especially stay out of the college personnel. Stay out of those rooms. It's one of the reasons why also I think so. Like some of the reasons that I think you brought some of these really good coordinators in and some of these assistant coaches, I think because they're going to be involved in the personnel or what comes into the team, especially on the defensive side. Okay. Seals, would you bring in Belichick for drafting a free agent? personnel as a consultant has bill ever had a bad defense no i wouldn't really want him on my offensive side but on my defensive side why not pete carroll somebody like that jimmy johnson's now a consultant for the cowboys that's going to be an impact Jimmy knows what to look for. He's the creator of the value chart. I showed you the value chart before. Teams use it to this day. Your boy Howie uses it. Do you guys even know what a value chart is? Jimmy thinks most of the value picks are in three, four, and five. Not in the first round. He thinks those value picks. Like here. Jason Kelsey's a value pick. No? Josh Sweat, value pick. Jordan Malata, value pick. Those are value picks. Jalen Hurts, value pick. Second rounder, starter, pro bowler, playoffs. That's a value pick. Okay? I wrote this down. And this is the angle I think they should go in. Free agency and draft. In free agency, I think you need a veteran corner. Is it Jalen Johnson? Is it Patrick Sertain? Is it someone else? Sneed? Big money. But I'm okay giving a first-rounder up for one of them. Would you not give a first-rounder up for Jalen Johnson, 
Jalen Johnson's a free. No, well, we have we don't know yet because the new year hasn't started. But you can now win the conversation of tagging players. Okay. I think the Bears are going to tag him. Kansas City? I don't think so. I think they're going to go from what Bill Moss told me yesterday. They're going to go with Chris Jones. Can't tag both. Sneed's going to be an open market guy. Sneed's values a lot. And what I would do, again, I would try to move Bradbury and trade him. And some of you are going to go, who would take that contract, Sills? Well, the Eagles are going to have to pick up 60% to 70% of that contract. Move him off your roster. Get a later round pick, five, six, or seven. And what you're doing is you're getting a roster spot and you're starting the process of getting them off your books. That's how you save that. You're going to have to pick some of that contract up if you want to move them. But if you do that, you're not going to have a lot more latitude. That's why I'm trying to get you 35-4 or $35 million in money and free agency so you can make some payroll moves. I think you need a veteran corner. Why? How he sucks at drafting corners. That's not an opinion. I, actually, Howie and the organization sucks at drafting corners. Joe Banner was better at it. I think you need a veteran safety. Now, you're not going to get Buda Baker because Howie's not going to. And nor would I want to pay $20 million. Okay, that Jamal Adams deal that the Seahawks did with the Jets is a disaster. Paying them 20, paying a safety $20 million? No, thank you. But I do want some experience back there. And the guy, and get this, stop talking like they're good. Reed Blankenship should be your third guy. Then you have a good group of safeties. If he's a starter, eh, he's not that good. Reed Blankenship is okay. When you have shitty cornerback play and Reed Blankenship is a starter in your safety position, you got a problem. Gets turned around. He's out of position. Makes some plays. He's slow as hell. It's like he's got two left feet. He's not that good. Sidney Brown. Guy plays with his hair on fire. Not the greatest tackler. Hell of a hitter, but you got to get the guy on the ground, not just hitting him. He's out of position. Guy needs to smoke some weed or something. Slow the game down. Calm it down, kid. Relax. Relax a little. You know, sit back. Let the game come to you. You got ability. I think you're good. Look, Lovey Smith drafted you. I'm high on that. I think you need a veteran linebacker. You suck drafting that. So again, if you want to turn your defense around and make it respectable in 2024, you need a veteran corner, you need a veteran safety, and you need a veteran linebacker. Do you have the money? I don't know. You may have to trade that first-round pick. And by the way, trading the first-round pick, you're sitting at 22, for some gamble that you suck at already is not a gamble. 
And when you were down there last year, you took Nolan Smith at 31. Now, here's what I would do in the draft. You're going to hate this. You're going to absolutely hate this. Okay? I think the Eagles draft an O-lineman at the first pick. They keep the pick. And they take an O-lineman. You're not that good. And you're not as good, like we said yesterday, as you think you are. Lane's walking back a bit. Are you sure Steen and Jurgens are the guy? And then if Jurgens has to go to center, so you're going to go into 2024 year with a first-year center and a first-year starting right guard, and you're not sure about them, and you're going to try to tell me you have the best O-line in football. You're not going to be bad. Landon's great. Malata's great. Lane's still great. But the one thing the Eagles have done right, and I have no problem with the Eagles going down this route, hey, you know what? I don't have a problem with them taking a first-round pick. Why? At, at offensive line. They're great at it. Uh, you know, Andre Dillard's of the world, that's okay. The Malata's. The Jason Kelsey's, I mean, the Lane Johnson's, they have put some good ball players in there. I don't think Cam sucks. I think he's good. I think he's undersized for a right guard, though. 6'3 in today's NFL? No, no, no. When you're looking at defensive tackles, 6'5, 6'6, I don't know. Might be a little undersized there. Get this what you're trying to do with that first pick is you're not you're trying to not to get a miss. You're not trying to find a superstar. You're trying to find a player who's not going to be a miss like Nolan Smith. I don't think Cam sucks. I don't think that. I do not think he sucks. Okay, I I do not. I don't think that. I think in the draft You draft an edge rusher with some of your later picks. I think you draft depth at corner. I also happen to think you draft depth in your old line. You don't have a lot of depth on your football team right now. You really don't. And I think you need depth at wideout. The most underutilized position on the football team is wide receiver three. It's like you play football with 10 versus 11. You had 36 catches last year from the three hole. 36. If I'm a coordinator, what does that come out per game? Like one catch a game out of the three hole? I'm not coordinating that position up. Look, look, look how hard you made it on Hertz. You don't go to wide receiver three, but maybe once a game. Okay. And you go to the numbers and you got an eight quarterback rating in the middle of the field. You don't have to be Einstein to figure that out. Defend the numbers. 
He's predictable. No checkdowns, no screens. They don't have underneath passes. He's not the best uh, reader of defenses. He's told where to throw the ball. They knew exactly what they were doing after week 10. And more like week 12. That's why the whole thing fell apart. Whole thing fell apart because they started understanding what was going on. Oh, they're not 22. Do you understand when you go into the 2024 season and you start the season against probably Cleveland down in Brazil, they're not thinking you're 22 uh, Eagles. They're thinking you're the 23 Eagles, but the one in seven Eagles, not the 10 and two Eagles. They're not thinking that. They're looking at what he is right now. That's what he was. You guys are all basing your takes on Hertz off of. Do you understand that? Your takes today are off of old news on Jalen Hurts. It's old news. Jalen Hurts' best game that he's played last year was in the Super Bowl. He never played a better game. And he hasn't played a better game since the Super Bowl. That's old news. Think about what you guys are talking about when you say, I think Kurtz is going to turn it around. You think Kurtz is going to turn it around? Based on what? 22? Old news. What have you done for me lately? That's what this league's about. What have you done for me lately? That's why there's a lot of work to do. I don't trust Howie in the draft. Okay? I don't trust him. I don't think he's a very good college defensive talent evaluator. He's not. Dude, Jalen Carter, fantastic ball player. Jordan Davis, he's fat. He's undisciplined. And you have a work ethic in Philadelphia where you don't work hard. Those are Jordan, those are uh, Javon Hardgrave's words, not Big Sills' words. Javon Hardgrave said that about you guys. You don't work hard enough. Wow. Guy kind of like been saying what Barrett Brooks and I have been saying the whole time. You don't take the exhibition season series. You cancel um, OTAs. You break camp. You don't take the exhibition game serious at all, and you roll into games with a Kobe Dean who can't play. How did you know he could play? You didn't. It was your ass nine ego thinking he could because you had what? An evaluation on him? An evaluation on somebody doesn't actually mean he can play. Well, I think he's this. I think he's that. Then you put him in the game and he blows. That's a youth, that's an organizational miss because you didn't put the player on the field. You can think whatever you want about a player. At the end of the day, you got to put them on the field. You know why I like John Dorsey so much? And I've talked to you guys about this with John Dorsey. Guys like Shannon Sharp, Chris Carter, all those guys were saying this. Hey, Kansas City has to draft Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson's going to win multiple championships. 
and he's going to be the superstar quarterback. I posted this video, and they said Mahomes is undisciplined. He'll never get it done. He's one of those guys that does everything by the seat of his pants. You think you want that take back? And I'm and I like Deshaun. You might want that take back. Okay. Technically, they weren't lying about Deshaun. Well, technically, Mahomes has three Super Bowls. Tracy Rocker recruited him and should have known that he had a work ethic issue. Did he tell the team? I said I love the pick. That's not what I said, Bob. I love the pick at 23, not 13. Get it right, Bob. I like the pick at 13. I said from day one, he was overdrafted. I've said nothing different from that. I still think he's a first-rounder. I think Vince Wolfark's a first-rounder. Xander was here. I said his ceiling is Vince Wolfark. Vince is in a third down DT. Okay. Do you rewrite history? Nobody, including Dorsey and Reed, knew Holmes would be this all the That's the point on drafting, dummy. Hey, Philly, four for four. That's a dumbass comment. That's exactly what we're talking about. A guy here. Who do you think drafted Tyreek Hill? Who do you think drafted Travis Kelsey? Who do you think drafted Patrick Mahomes? Who do you think drafted Honey Badger? Who do you think drafted all those players in Kansas City? John Dorsey. Not Brett Veach and Andy. Let's fast forward to Cleveland. Who do you think drafted the tight end? Who do you think drafted the O-line? Who do you think drafted Miles uh, Garrett? John Dorsey. By the way, John Dorsey was in your building too. And the same year Jalen Hurts was drafted. Are you going to try to tell me you don't think John Dorsey before he walked out of the room? had an evaluation on Hertz? Or do you think it's just a coincidence he went against conventional wisdom and told everybody Mahomes is the guy? Andy traded up for him after that. Steve goes, why is Dorsey out of a job? You know why? He hates the analytics guys. He's got a poor bedroom manner and bedside manner with the analytics stiffs that try to go against his drafting. That's why. And front offices don't like them, which means owners don't, because they like to put their sons in places of position with nepotism. Oh, excuse me. Here, I'll just pull a eagle line. I'll clarify later. 
Hey, you know, when you talk about John Dorsey, John Dorsey doesn't like the analytics guys. I know John. Is he rough? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Sometimes talking to you guys, man, honest to God. Guys that have to show up in 24. Eagle people who have to show up in 2024. Okay? We'll do that. Hit the like button. Keep it here. National Football Show. bubbles and the bubbly go for the story and the stories go for the win go to ocean casino resort book your trip at theoceanac.com Underdog Fantasy has a way for you to play alongside your favorite football team all season long with their Fantasy Pick'em game. You pick between two to five players, select whether they'll go higher or lower on one of their stats, then do what you usually do on a Sunday. Watch the games. You can win up to 20 times your money in a single game by going five for five. It's a fantasy game. And the sports betting show wants you to get involved. Go to underdogfantasy.com. When you sign up, use the promo code WIN, and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com. Use the promo code WIN. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. E-A-G-L-E-S. Eagles. Sales National Football Show. See a lot of guys crying again. Yeah. 
Okay. Yeah. Absolutely. All crying. I got to tell you something about Jason Kelsey's wife. Absolutely love her. She refuses to wear different gear. I love it. Refuses to wear Kansas City Chiefs gear. She only wears Eagle gear. Love that. I absolutely love that. Big Sills does the same thing. You never see me in another pro gear unless I had the helmet on or college. I don't. Oh, wait. This is the only thing I own that's not Kane's because it's my daughter. That's it. Other than that, never happened. Never happened. <laughs> it's not happening. She's like, yeah, that's not me. Nah. Absolutely. Kudos to her, man. She keeps that Philly loyalty, man. Good for her. Way to go. I'm I'm a big fan of that. Loyal to the soil. She's like, wait a minute here. Just because your brother's got something going on with, uh, just because your brother, Travis Swift, is like some big rock star now, that doesn't mean I am. And I say to you once again, the reason that I want Jason Kelsey back One of the greatest athletic moves in the history of the National Football League. No spillage. Jumping out of a NFL suite. You have to understand, those things are tiered. No spillage. No shirt on. Minus 28. Gun and beers. Leaping back in like he was Rudolph. That guy deserves another contract as far as I'm concerned. That's how you get it done. That's how you win a fan base over. I think Jason Kelsey's actually cooler than Travis Swift. I actually... <laughs> here, here, here's another loyal guy. I'm going to move on here. Guys that have to step up for your boys in 2024, your Eagle guys. Here's Mike Trout. So Mike Trout's had eight straight losing seasons. He came out publicly yesterday, three-time MVP, and he says... I want to win a championship in Anaheim. Hoss, you ain't winning no championship in Anaheim. Nobody even knows what that thing is. I played a football game in that bitch. Nobody even knows where the angles, where the angels are located. The big A? Dude, you're one of the greatest players of all time. You're like the modern-day Mickey Mantle. And you want to win a title in a place you haven't had a winning season in eight years. Okay. Yeah, I guess. Sure. Okay. Congratulations. You make a lot of money. You're like Manny Machado out in San Diego. Guys are going nowhere, but they make a ton of money. Keep that pride. Hey, you know the only reason that you keep that pride up like that is because when the direct deposit hits and you see $34 million a year going into your bank account, hey, I'm as loyal to this organization. It's like Jalen Hurts. You think Jalen Hurts is really going to bitch at play calling? When you got $50 million rolling into your bank account. Oh, I really don't like that play. What? Eh, Nothing. You know, we're going to let that roll. Is that a hill I want to stand on? Not really. Why? I make direct deposit. I make a million a week. (laughs) What are we doing here? Jalen Hurts makes a million bucks a week, and he's going to go, you know know that screenplay you have in the Jet game that I threw the pick? 
think maybe we should have did something. I'm not doing that. Keep them checks rolling, baby. How you doing? You guys know what I'm talking about. People know what I'm saying. Sills, what would it take to trade for Burrow? Um, the Rocky statue and Howie. <laughs> I, 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 no, wait, they got Duke Tobin. They don't need him. Let's see. You know, that's funny. I never thought of it. If you put Howie Roseman on the open market, what do you think you'd get for him? You know, you put coaches on the open market. What do you think Howie's open market value would be? What what round what round pick would you get for Howie Roseman? I don't think I've ever asked that. What what round Comp seventh. Come on, senior. Come on. Four first rounders. There you go. That's my Philly guy. Four first rounders, Sills. You know, those corners and linebackers he picks, they're off the charts. Nolan Smith's going to be a star with him and N'Kobe. <laughs> I don't want a guy with name N'Kobe on my team. Hold on. Let's see. What would you trade? What what would you give a one, two, three, or four, five, or six, or seven for Howie Roseman if you were going to trade him? Two thirds and a conditional first. Oh, come on, man. You're saying he's more valuable than AJ Brown? Come on. A cheeseburger and a sixth. White Castle? Three cans of paint. How about three Jacob sports shirts and a shot of tequila? (laughs) Um, Sills thinks Don put the Maloiki on Greenlaw. He did. He was at the Super Bowl. Did you not see him working sidelines? The Maloiki was put on him. Don put the Maloiki on Greenlaw, blew his Achilles out. How you doing? What else could it have been? Okay, here's what I would give for Howie. Let's see. Two library cards. No, no. (laughs) Fast pass. No, what would I do? What would I honestly do? Hold on here. Might give you a two for him. He's great with the numbers. He's like the guy in Batman. I know a squealer (laughs) and he's going to talk. I'm just good with numbers. (laughs) Um, Right. All right. Yeah, that's enough. Before I get in trouble here, hold on. These are things that have to happen for you to have, in my opinion, these players and these people have to show up. In 2024, in Philly. Now, and then we'll ask you. John, can you actually trade a GM? I don't think so. I don't. I just asked what you thought his value was. I I don't think you can. I know you could trade a coach. Okay? You know, hey. 
Jason goes so ridiculous. No, Nolan Smith is ridiculous. Telling me that Nicholas Morrow and Zach Martin were good last year is ridiculous. Retaining Nick Sirianni is ridiculous. Hiring Brian Johnson and Sean Desai is ridiculous. That's ridiculous. Okay? That's ridiculous. I know, dude. Go with me, Jace. I'm just using you as content. Come on, man. You know the king of content? Come on now. All right. Here's what I say. And I'm going to go from... I got, I think I got six of these. Tyler Steen. Who is he? Dude's got to do something here. What do you think his rookie year was? Incomplete? Let's be fair. Incomplete? Okay. Incomplete? Thanks, Jace. Incomplete? Man, we got a lot of incompletes here. Damn, if I had all these incompletes when I was in college, I would have never been eligible to kick the shit out of Alabama every week. <laughs> ah, they weren't very good then. Don Shula's kid was coaching the team, and they sucked. It's all good. Xander was in diapers, so he don't remember. Who's Tyler Steen? Come on, kid. Okay, we got to figure out if this guy's good. I think he's good. Me and Barrett think he's a little light in the feet. But I think he's good. To be determined, again, it's incomplete, though. You know what I mean? I want to know who the kid is. I need to know. I need. I, I really needed to know going into this draft, but we'll see. Flexing goes, I believe in him. I don't think he's horrible. Dallas Goddard. Let's go here. Dallas Goddard, please give me a full season. Please give me a full season. Because if you don't give me a full season, I'm moving off you. Is he good? Absolutely. Is he one of the better tight ends in the league? Absolutely. Okay, absolutely. Man, I can't build my offense around a guy who's not going to help me in the middle of the field where we struggled a lot this past year. Eagles that have to show up in 24. I need more from Milton Williams at DT. You know why? Because I want to move off of Fletcher Cox. Here's why. You got two first rounders and a third. And you got a 34-year-old DT you're paying $10 million to. What's the point of having Fletcher in there with all those high draft picks? I'd love to see you get Brian Brodus on the show. You guys have some favorite, favorite guys to listen to, or some of my favorite guys to listen to. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Um, Right? Am I right when I say this? Milton Williams is a third 
and you got two ones, a ninth pick and a 13th pick, and you got a 33-year-old D-tackle, that's your better D-tackle, and he's a $10 million guy. Hey, when are we going to get off the tee here? I mean, Milton Williams is going to be a free agent. He's not going to stay in Philly. He's not going to be in Philly. He's going to get out in the open market. He's going to have a high high volume of takers when he's a free agent. He's a football player. I want you to think about something. And I've told you guys this before about Milton. Milton was drafted as a third-round draft choice. And he really hasn't started. Okay? And he's not lost his value at all. That's an accomplishment for the kid. A lot of people think highly of him. I thought he was better than Jordan Davis last year. He outplayed him. Brian Baldinger thought so too. But the Eagles, because of their ways that they draft and how he covets his first rounders the way he does. Get this. Let me show you something here. Howie Roseman made a decision to start Jordan Davis over Milton Williams and Milton outplayed him. That's all you need to know about the meddling that the front office has when it comes to the roster that Doug Doug Peterson constantly complained about. It's right there. Everyone watched it. Everyone. Everyone saw it from the NFL Network. Baldinger commented, why isn't Williams starting? Why is Davis starting? Today. Okay, wait a minute. No, Milton can play the one, the two, the three, and the seven. He's a versatile D lineman. Jordan can't. Don't say that about Milton Williams. They swung him all up and down the defensive line. He could play multiple positions in there, and you know it. Okay? Jordan Davis, DT. Pillsbury Doughboy has to step up. Can't be fat. Think about something here with this too in this comment. Takes no ability to be in shape. This guy's desire and wanting to be great. He doesn't own it. To be great. As I said yesterday with this guy, to be great, you got to do shit when the lights are off. Not when the lights are on you. No one's watching. It's raining out. You're running 40s. Not drinking 40s. You got to be in there like Aaron Donald. Working your ass off. You don't get $32 million deals like Chris Jones. Sitting back eating White Castle burgers all night. You see, Jordan Davis is the type of kid that does this. Oh, we got to run five wind sprints today? That's what the team wants us to do? Okay, puts his clothes on and goes home. The great ones, when practice is over, they run 40 more, like Kobe, shooting in the gym for hours after practice or after a game. You know, one of the greatest lines I ever, and stories I ever heard, was Magic Johnson and Larry Bird talking during the rivalry. Bird said that he would sit in the gym and just shoot thousands of shots a day. You know why? Because he knew Magic was shooting thousands of shots a day. 
You know what Magic said? I knew I had to shoot thousands of shots a day because Bird was. Those two dudes made themselves great. Let's see if Jordan Davis and Jalen Carter can make each other great. That's what you're hoping for, that they motivate one another. Hunter goes, would you bring Fletcher back for $6 million? Hunter, think about this, though. If you bring Black back Fletcher Cox at $6 million bucks, why have you spent two ones and a three? Didn't you draft all those high-pick players to replace them? I mean, what's the point? You're running out of leeway here in runway. You're running out of rookie contract time. Again, you guys are missing it. It's not just the fact that you want to bring a guy back. Your runway on rookie contracts is also important. I've explained this to some of you. Some of you can't retain it. The Jalen Rager sign or the draft. It was not only detrimental in the fact that you missed on the player, but you missed on three years of rookie contract time so that you could build your team and spread out your salary cap money equally and have a balanced cap. Minnesota had the luxury of three years of a rookie deal. And when Rager failed, you spent 40 million bucks the last two years. Jalen Rager cost you $40 million and a first-round pick. That's what happens when you miss. And you spend that kind of money on A.J. Brown. Let me ask you this. Was A.J. Brown worth $40 million in a first-round pick? Was he, is he worth that? And your quarterback didn't get better this year. Is, is that worth it? Was that worth it? It was. So $40 million of the money you spent on the wide receiver and the miss on the pick and the deficiencies on defense because they robbed Peter to pay Paul. That's why you don't have any money in linebackers and you don't have any money at safeties and you got two mercenary corners. Look at what he did when you miss on corners, too. He missed on corners, which is rookie contracts. He missed on a wide receiver, which is rookie contracts. He's missing on a linebacker, Nicobe Dean. He's going to miss out on that contract. He just cut a third rounder this last offseason. He missed on that rookie contract. Do you understand all of that money that you have to cover up with free agency you lose because you have to constantly rebuild each and every single year. You you understand that, right? I don't think you do. Yeah, you know, I'm not going to bang on this kid because we were dead right on him. Can the Kobe Dean be a player or a factor at all on the team? Um, how many people still have faith in Dean? I haven't since day one. How many people believe? Okay. That you still have faith in them. 
I'm awake. Are you still has faith? I don't have faith that Dean could stay on the field. So you're talking more health. Okay. Yeah, John, John brings a great point up. You sound so sad saying it. Yeah, I am. I don't want the kid to fail. I don't want any of these players to fail. You think I want them to be me? And regret it? No. Once again, you missed the point about how, where I come from. I lost an opportunity, not because of ability, but because of my stupidness. And if there's anybody that knows my stupidness better than anybody, it's the guy that's behind the scenes right now. And he could definitely give it to you. It was my stupidness. Don't let an opportunity slide through your hands and slip through your fingers. Because you can't get it back and you regret it the rest of your life. I don't come from a place of success. I come from a place of failure. Lost opportunity. Most people talk like they've accomplished a ton. Me? I look at it as failure. And I don't want players to fail. Not rooting for anybody to fail. Okay? On my kid, I don't root for anybody to fail. Sills was hanging with Daryl Strawberry. No. Doc Gooden. He lives in Tampa. <laughs> we can root for Deshaun Watson to fail. Nope. I root for Deshaun Watson to have guide, God guide his life into a good place. I think everybody has a right to have redemption and a second chance. I don't do that. It's not, I, I don't wish for people to have failure or tell them how to live their life or what political party to believe in. Right, Paul? It's not what I do. Okay. I'd like to make Nolan Smith a safety. <laughs> okay. Look, this is what I think of Dean. Oh, God. Kid, I hope you can make it, man. Just stay healthy and let's see what you got. Okay. Dan talks trash on Hertz every day. He clearly wants him to fail. Smiley, you don't know me from a can of paint, guy. Don't pretend you do. Okay? Don't pretend you do, kid. Why don't you go listen to one of the My P cheerleader shows? They'll tell you everything you need to know. What? Love Nick. He's the best. Nick Pinocchio, man. Have you ever really been around him? The flower comment? Unbelievable. Best coach Philly's had in a long time. He's got a 667 win percentage. <laughs> you make it sound like Nick Sirianni or Nick Sirilliar is a better coach than Dick Vermeil. Come on now. Right? Speaking of that, head coach has got to be better. How could you? Hey, what kills me about our conversation 
And what kills me about the conversation, how could a guy with a great win percentage, three straight years in the playoffs, how could he have almost lost his job? That's pretty remarkable. Don't you think? Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Dan's obsessed with Hurts. That's what Smiley says. No, I'm obsessed with the player that has to be the biggest star on the team. His name could be Jalen Hurts. Or his name could be Jalen Burtz. I don't care what his name is. I could care less who he is. He's the quarterback of your football team. He's the guy making $50 million a year. Here's the guy you rush to pay. Here's the guy who I believe is overhyped. Not overrated, overhyped. You believe in him, and you're talking about old news. You don't believe in the 23 hertz. You guys believe in the old news hurts. The 2022 hurts. That's two years ago. That's already two years ago. Two years ago. Howie has his paws all over failures, at least of last season. We know he is. A control freak. I think Nick is here because Lori has eyes on Howie. Okay. Okay. The reason Andy did and Doug did, it's a Philly thing. You say he's overhyped. Then you say Herbert for MVP. Be real. Herbert's got better coaching around him. The organization decided to make a pivot. You haven't pivoted. I know the Chargers. Xander was here when Tom Telesco came on the show. He was the former general manager. I have a wonderful relationship with the Chargers. And the Spanos family like to run their team like you do with a powerful general manager. A.J. Smith, Tom Telesco, somebody of that ilk. All decisions went through the GM. Why? Well, because the GM watches the purse strings. Well, what happened this offseason with the Spanos family? Spanos family has no fan base in Los Angeles. Every time there's a football team that goes into so high stadium, the opposing team takes over the football stadium. There's no draw, even with Justin Herbert. What did they do? They fired the GM and gave complete control to Jim Harbaugh. And they paid him $17 million. Jim Hyder's entire coaching staff himself. Nick couldn't hire a guard to watch the players' cars at Novacare Center. Let's be real. This guy couldn't hire people throwing out the trash at the Novacare Center. Jim Harbaugh got complete autonomy. So he put great coaches around him. And Harbaugh's a play-calling quarterback. 
who was 41 and 19 or 44, 19 and one with a Super Bowl appearance as an NFL head football coach. Massive success. And it was with Kaepernick, an RPO guy. That's the difference between you hiring nobody coordinators and then going into this charade of hiring some of the most experienced coordinators. How could you have such a pivot the way you've pivoted like that? I mean, you hire you you give a guy fifty million dollars and you hire a guy because he's his boy. And they play with Tonka trucks together in Houston. It, it made no sense to me. Des goes like this: Herbert hasn't proved anything but throwing for forty five hundred yards. He doesn't win. I just said to you. They went from Brandon Staley to Jim Harbaugh. They changed their direction. That organization fired a coach at one time who was 14 and 2. Some of the same shit you would do, like firing a coach who won you a Super Bowl. They fired Marty Schottenheimer, who had just come off an AFC title game and was 14 and 2. You know why? Marty wanted to keep Drew Brees. A.J. Smith wanted Rivers. Marty wanted to trade Rivers. He said, no, Brees, is the Brees was a pro bowler. He was a pro bowler in San Diego. Marty was like, he's the guy. Just think what that decision would have did. If they would have kept Drew Brees and traded Rivers, Chargers might be still in San Diego because they would have won a Super Bowl. Instead, they were forced to play him in that final game against Kansas City because management wanted him to. What happened? He blew his shoulder out. And the Saints benefited from that and changed the entire landscape of the franchise. And they win a Super Bowl and go to two. The Spanos family's changed. They pivoted. You haven't pivoted. Remember what I told you a couple weeks ago? I said the Charger, I said the Eagles were either going to do this, stay pat and stay the course, or they were going to pivot. Now, they've pivoted a little off of last year's hires. Okay? But they're still controlling the hires. I told you the reason that Kingsbury didn't get the job. Cliff Kingsbury didn't get the job because Cliff Kingsbury was the right hire. He wanted more money and more control of the assistant coaches to bring in. Eagles didn't want to go down that route. Kellen Moore did. He took a knee. Okay. They wanted to be more in control of the assistant coaches. Why? When you're in control of the assistant coaches, the head coach doesn't have the power in the building. The more you have control in the locker room on player decisions and player personnel decisions and the hirings of assistants, the least the coach does. Right now, Nick has no say. There's no job title for him. I really don't know what he does. Okay? Kingsbury is washed. He's the second best hire this offseason for coaches. 
This is a guy that won 11 ball games for the Arizona Cardinals in a division with Pete Carroll, Sean McVay, and Kyle Shanahan, the shitty Cardinals. He's the guy that got Kyler Murray a $46 million contract. He's the guy at Texas Tech who developed Patrick Mahomes. They had the top five passing offense at Texas Tech. They're a shitty program, but they were top five in offense. So before you, he, he may not be the greatest head coach, but to sit there and try to tell me, and by the way, Caleb Williams is going to be the first pick in the draft, and he worked with him. So when you say that, where, what's, where is your facts? I just laid out who he is. And then you turn around and hire Brian Johnson because Jalen and him played Tonka toys and GI Joes together in Houston and built sandcastles in Galveston. Okay. <laughs> okay. And then now you think Kellen Moore is going to turn him around. Never happened. That's an opinion. He ain't turning him around. He's going to turn him upside down. You know why? He's never worked with an RPO co uh, quarterback. Well, Hertz is not going to be an RPO quarterback. Well, then Hertz ain't a $50 million quarterback because he was paid because of 22, not because of that bullshit in 23. Facts. They're going to turn that kid upside down. They already did it last year. I can't believe he played as well as he did. All the shit they're doing around him. Rashad Penny is on your roster. Why? <laughs> Why is the kid Boston on your roster? Okay. Why? You had two offensive roster spots you never used. Actually, three. The wide receiver three. Wide receiver three was never utilized. And you had two running backs you never played. <laughs> What's the point? Hey, Eagles, I said, Caleb, I'm not a fan. He's going to be the first pick in the draft, donkey. Just because I don't like him doesn't mean he's not going to be the first player taken. Wouldn't shock me if he goes to Washington. Why? Oh, that's right. Kingsbury's the new OC there. And they got the second pick. And Chicago, if they decide to stick with Fields, will probably go what? Marvin Harrison Jr., trade down. Get Marvin Harrison Jr., have DJ Moore on the other side, and Washington gets Caleb Williams, and Cliff Kingsbury gets to work with him again. Gee, really? I know sometimes some of you have a hard time lining up like one, two, three, and four. And some of you can't see the writing on the wall. That's why we're here to help. Truth, justice, in the big sales way. Hey, I'm just here to help, man. That's all we're doing here. Okay. Seals, didn't you say Young was going to be better than Stroud as well? <laughs> Look at these guys bringing this shit up here. Um, get, get Listen how, and look how dumb that is. Who was the first player taken in the draft? 
Who was the first player taken in the draft, dummy? Who was the first player taken in the draft? Help me out, dummy. Who was? Okay. I didn't, I did say that. Why did I say that? Because Ohio State quarterbacks have never been produced in the history of the program. Stroud broke the mold. Congratulations. Frank wanted Stroud. But Bryce was the number one pick. Was he not? So I couldn't have been the only one that thought that. Professionals in the NFL thought that. Didn't you say, Shells? Also said your guy would never throw for 4,000 yards. Has he? Ah. Also said you guys weren't going back to the Super Bowl. Did you? Ah. No. I said Jordan Davis is a first and second down player. Ah. I'm getting tired of being right. Jalen Hurts. Oh, boy. Craig Carton's right. <laughs> Craig Carton's right. He's so right. All right. Do me a favor. Please hit the like button. I got some veteran quarterbacks I want to throw off of you. And to kind of help out your dual threat. We'll see how that works out for you. All right. Hit the like button. Keep it here. National Football Show. bubbles and the bubbly go for the story and the stories go for the win go to ocean casino resort book your trip at theoceanac.com Underdog Fantasy has a way for you to play alongside your favorite football team all season long with their Fantasy Pick'em game. You pick between two to five players, select whether they'll go higher or lower on one of their stats, 
Then do what you usually do on a Sunday. Watch the games. You can win up to 20 times your money in a single game by going five for five. It's a fantasy game, and the sports betting show wants you to get involved. Go to underdogfantasy.com. When you sign up, use the promo code WIN, and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com. Use the promo code WIN. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. E-A-G-L-E-S. Eagles. Wow. I want to read this to you. By the way, please hit the like button. Our good friend uh, D-Gun. This is on his Twitter page. And this kind of goes down the line of what Britton Covey was saying. Remember when you guys were calling Baird Brooks a liar? Well, listen to what he just posted. This is a few minutes ago, or about an hour ago. According to sources, Jalen's big contract pulled in numerous directions on and off the field, put him under a lot of pressure. He didn't handle it well. Big Dom suspended, controls Sirianni's emotions on the sideline. Big Dom suspended, controlled Sirianni's emotions on the sideline. In his absence, Nick gets in numerous arguments with players and coaches during games. Big Dom was put on the sidelines to control Nick. That's quite a comment. And one thing I'll say about Derek Gunn, his his reporting on the birds has been pretty spot on. I'm going to read it again to you. Why did you bring this ass hat back? Because the owner and the GM wanted it. They got a lot of cleaning up to do here. I can't wait. No wonder. No wonder they're telling people like Carton. And they're very sensitive right now to what people are saying. Kind of makes sense, doesn't it, Xander? Look how sensitive the Eagles are. This is Derek Gunn. According to sources, Jalen's big contract pulled in numerous directions on and off the field, put him under a lot of pressure he didn't handle well. Big Dom suspended. Control Sirianni's emotions on the sideline. So your head of security was there to watch over your head coach and his emotions? In his absence, Nick gets into numerous arguments with players and coaches during games. This ain't Big Sills reporting anything. I'm relaying. It was a complete fucking train wreck. 
Why'd you bring him back? That whole press conference was a charade. Was a charade. It was a car. It was a house of lies. I believe Derek Gunn. You had self-inflicted wounds from inside. You derailed your when you were ten and one. You were derailed. So Nick came unraveled after the 49er game. Senor's calling Derek Gunn a gossip guy. That's not my reporting, Senor. I'm not a reporter. I, I knew nothing of that. Well, I, I tried telling you. You still think Baird Brooks is a liar now? Some of you are a disgrace. You think Derek Brooks was lying? Derek Brooks was telling you the truth right here on this program. You guys jumped down his throat, called him a liar. You're a, you should be ashamed of yourselves. Baird heard it too. Barrett was the first to talk about the discord between the players. I said you should I said Nick Sirianni should be fired. I never said keep that guy here. You crazy? He's a puppet. Angelo and I were the only guys that were in the market saying, fire that guy. Not true. You'll never win with him. I've been calling him, what have I been called? A cheerleader for three years. Three years. You said we couldn't find better. Must be eagle management in here. Why Sil so pissed today? Not pissed. Pissed at what? Once again, you have to assume that I'm in a bad mood. I'm in a wonderful mood. I got one of the most popular shows in Philly. Why would I be in a bad mood? Yeah, you trolls killed Barrett. Called him a liar. I defended him. I said, one thing Barrett Brooks is not is a liar. I defended him. Not you. I defended my guy. A special teams guy. Okay. My guy! I got to read this again. Flexing, are you shocked? Are you shocked? This is some comment. The 
according to sources. Jalen's big contract pulled in numerous directions on and off the field. This is why Jeff Kerr reported that he's he's unaccessible, that he's not accessible to the media. So they isolated him. It's all making sense now. Numerous direction on and off the field. And under immense pressure, he didn't handle it well, Hurts. Remember what Boomer Esiason said? You got to learn to play with the contract. Remember? Big Dom suspended. He was on the sidelines to watch over. Not me. He was on the sidelines to watch over your coach's behavior. Like a principal watching over a student with tin foil on his head that says dunce. Screaming at coaches and players on the sidelines. You never had a chance after San Francisco. That's why the players quit. The players quit because the whole thing imploded. Locker room imploded. Coaches imploded. The decision on Desai and Patricia. Wow. No wonder they're sensitive over there. Eagles are very sensitive right now. They're very sensitive. Might be time for Angelo to make another appearance. (laughs) What do you say, Xander? Might be time for old Angelo to make another one. This is crazy. This is absolutely crazy. How are they cleaning this up? Are you going to bar D gun from going over there now or reporting on the team? How are you cleaning that up? I can't wait to, oh my God, God, thank you for the content. This is fantastic. This is fantastic. By the way, Philly Godfather will be with us at 5.30 Eastern. Uh, hey, look at this. This is the New York Post page six of the Philly sports. Man. Nick lost control of himself on the sidelines. And it bled into the locker room. And then he lost control of his team. According to reports, he lost complete control of his team and the Eagles thought it was in the best interest to bring that guy back 
I, I staying the course, man, that's the best coach in the NFC East. <laughs> that's the best coach in the NFC East. Really? No wonder they took all the power away from the coach. And now the coordinators have all the power. Why did they leave? You know what they you know why they did this? It they had to justify the firing of Doug Peterson. They had the reason that Sirianni is back in the building. And the only reason that Sirianni is in the building, they had to justify the firing of Doug. It's the only way to justify it is you have to stick and stay the course with him. Every I, I've never seen an entire staff fired, and the only guy that remains is the head coach. It's usually reversed. Head coach is fired, and you kind of systematically pick and choose, and a new head coach comes in and he interviews him if he wants to keep him or not. Not here. Man. The the chaos inside the, the – it's now clear. The chaos inside the Eagle organization – manifested itself to where the team fell apart, no trust in the building. And you know why you have the veteran guys once again, like I said a couple days ago, coming out in support of Nick? Because they don't want change. Old players don't want change. They don't want to reprove themselves to a new head coach. Always remember that. Old players will always support the guy in the building because they've already earned their seat with him. Okay, new guys, everyone has to re-earn their chair again. Old guys don't like that. They don't like that. Wow. Three playoff appearances in a Super Bowl trip, and you had to have somebody on the sidelines for him, babysitting him. Dom was babysitting Nick? This is unreal. This is really unreal. That's I've never seen D Gun put anything like that out there like that. I don't know about you, Xander. Have you ever seen anything like that? And we were hitting on it, and you guys were calling us liars and getting mad at us for going after Britton Covey. Britton Covey told you what was going on. He was just afraid because. He's low man totem pole. He was the wrong messenger. Flexing goes, I can't believe this. So you think Derek Gunn would just throw something out there like that? That's a lie? Where he's been in the market for 25 years? Connections in the locker room? Veteran guys are talking to him. Not new guys.
So you're supposed to just sit back when your team's not playing well? Are you defending Nick Sirianni, dude? Are coaches not supposed to get in arguments when they're playing bad? How many head coaches do you see get into arguments with their players and coaches on the sidelines? And it's a healthy environment and winning. Who? Tom Brady? Okay. Tom Brady's got seven trophies and built equity up with his coach to scream at him. What have you done? And we're talking about Brady and Belichick. And I don't ever remember Bill and him hollering at one another. You're, you're under the assumption he's a good coach. So you don't think that that's a bad report? That's right, Barb. That's how I take it, Barb. Your head coach is immature. He's not mature for the job. Nick Sirianni is not qualified to be the head football coach of the Philadelphia Eagles because of his immaturity and his inability to motivate players. He is not qualified to be the head coach of the Eagles. He's not. The players in that building are the reason they won 11 games. The reason you lost the Super Bowl in 22 is because of that man. If Doug's your coach, you win it. He's not qualified. He is not qualified to be your head football coach. He's just not. Man. This is what I would do for Jalen right away. I'd, I'd bring in a veteran quarterback, put behind him, not to threaten his job, but he needs somebody to talk to. He needs somebody to throw things off of. Jacoby Brissett? Tyrod Taylor? Ryan Tannehill? Tyler Hunley, Mitchell Trubisky. We can't do nothing about it, Sills. We're screwed. Can't do nothing about it because the Eagles won't do anything about it. The Eagles are in a sensitive place right now. They got a lot of work to do, both publicly and also cap-wise and roster-wise. I'll tell you what, it's, it is a bigger problem than I thought it was. It, your so-called culture was destroyed. You went from a winning culture to a culture that was unraveled by one man. Quite an indictment. 
Gardner Minshew. Gardner Minshew's a pro bowler. He's going to get an opportunity somewhere because there's not but maybe 12 quarterbacks in the NFL. Okay? Rico, go sell your tickets now. 24 is going to be. Yeah, but wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Rico, I want you to understand something here. No, 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 no. Rico, when your football team is making horrific decisions like they're doing now, and they're doing it power structure-wise, this is what I would say to you. This is when you kick their ass more because you love them. You're not kicking your ass because you hate them. You're kicking their ass because they're making you pay enormous money for season tickets. What is it, 69 8 in that building? $356 a pop? The only people that have a right to bitch are you. Eagle fans, you're the only people that have a right to bitch. You're the one paying the mail. You're the one paying rent. Who do you think's paying Jalen Hurts' contract? The owner or you? You. You don't think there's going to be a, a percentage increase in ticket prices coming up because of the salaries that are there on that team right now? Especially in the offensive side? Owner doesn't pay that. Season ticket holders do. He uses the season ticket holders to pay the payroll. He ain't coming out of his TV money. You think he reinvests that in the in the roster? You pay it. You're the ones that have every right on the planet to bitch and scream and holler and cheer when they're winning and bitch when they're losing. I've always had that mentality and belief. You're not going anywhere. Players come and go. Coaches come and go. Fan bases don't. They're generational. Shoot, I, we were talking this one time with, um, with with Xander. Xander, his dad, probably Big Joe's dad. Big Joe's dad, dad. All Eagle fans. This is generational. It's not something that you just go, hey, you know, I'll show up and I'll buy a banner and buy those stupid-ass PSLs. That's not how that works. Hey, back in the day when the tickets were $28, it's not a big deal. Okay, it's not a big deal. Now, it's a big deal. Remember what I told you? You got a family of four. $350 a pop. Okay? That's $1,400 in tickets alone. Parking's $100, $1,500. Buying little Jimmy and Susie a Coke. Another 60 bucks. Get him a hot dog or hamburger. There's another 25 bucks, 30 bucks. Buying little Johnny and Sue, Susie a program. You're talking about a $2,000 weekend, and you're going to do that 10 times? That's $20,000 a year just to be an Eagle fan if you go to all the home games. That's right, the beer. Thank you, dude. Beers are what, $100? For all foam. You totally have a right to bitch. Things don't go right. You're paying. Take Jeffrey Lloyd's pay for Jalen Hurts' contract. Come on, man. I can't wait to see what that ticket increase is going to be. 
And you know what you'll do because you're a great fan base? Hokey. And I, I'm not. I'm not ripping you on it. I'm really not. I'm not ripping you on it. Okay. Damn sales. Don't remind me. I took three K on the chin last season. T. Will. You have every right to sit in here and bitch your ass off. And we here at Jacob give you the platform to do that because to me, in my opinion, you have every right to complain when you see shit going sideways with your money. Hey, you love the team, right? You also have bills to pay. You make a sacrifice to go see that for something else you're giving up. I know that's what I do. Hey, I'm not rich either, dude. I'm here just like everyone else. I'm a blue collar guy. I don't, I don't, I don't sit on Madison Avenue and you know I don't talk like Stephen A. Smith and them and the other. I, I don't. That's not who I am. I've never really been that. Well, that's not true. When I was uh, in the NFL, okay. Maybe I did act a little bit, maybe like a narcissist crazy man when I had the money. So we got to be kind of fair there a little bit. Right? Can you believe how, that's right. Hey, Denny, can you believe how sideways the football team went internally and it just started bleeding out now to how everything imploded internally? And the Eagles did everything in their power. Hey, you guys remember when I was telling you, all of a sudden Jalen Hurts was doing up-down drills or fumble drills on a Friday, and they were filming it. Then they were doing something else really weird about practicing hard on Thursdays. And then on Sunday, Jay Glazer, he reports that the size been demoted. And you, Jay Glazer's been on the program. I text Jay and I go, who gave you that information? You know who Jay told me? I'm not at liberty right now. Didn't tell local guys. Told the national guys. This is some story. I'm digging this. Wow. After what I've learned this week, this is par for the course. <laughs> I, I, I'm sorry. I got to do this one more time here. Unless Derek Gunn's account has been hacked. I got to read this one more time. D gun. Great work. I know you watch the show. You tell me all the time. Thank you, brother. Content is King. These things got a hundred thousand views already. I'm very sure this will be deleted soon. Um, a court. Hey, I better screenshot. Let me screenshot this. You know what I'm saying? I better screenshot it. There. This thing will be deleted soon. According to sources, Jalen's big contract pulled in numerous directions 
on the field and off the field, which put him under a lot of pressure that he didn't handle well. I mean, here's the kicker of it. Big Dom's suspended. Control Sirianni's emotions on the sideline in his absence. Nick gets in numerous arguments with players and coaches during games. Can I tell you what this report reminds me of? It reminds me of that of that Justice Department's um, letter on Biden. Hey, you know the classified stuff. This guy's just an old guy. Can't go to trial. He's too old. He's feeble. <laughs> he's too feeble. Everybody's like, hang on. He's feeble to go to trial, but he's the president? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And everyone's like, hang on here. Wait a minute. Whoa, wait. So Big Dom was not just a guy on the sideline throwing haymakers at, at Greenlaw. He was also there to keep an eyeball on your boy? This can't be true, man. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. This is too, this is, this is worth everything here. Oh, my God. I, hey, you know what's great about it, too? My bosses won't get a call on this one. Because <laughs> I didn't say it. <laughs> uh, I, I didn't say this one, Xander. Okay, this ain't me. Wow. I can't wait to Philly 500 comes on at 5.30 Eastern time, and I'm going to read him that. Paul, the Eagles become the drama queens of the NFL, worse than the Cowboys. Oh, yeah, you're now in Cowboy land. I just may have to get the helmet. You're now in cowboy land. Raiders drama. Jason Kelly has become such a me. <laughs> yeah, dude, when you're all pro, you could be a media whore. I'm not going to be upset with him. Okay. Travis Kelsey's the guy that's, you know, he's a guy that falls in love and he needs a whoop and all that other stuff. You know, it's kind of ridiculous. Philly 500 will be with us. Philly 500. Thank you. Ridiculous. Philly 500. Okay. Nick and POTUS. <laughs> Better watch out, Chuck. Paul be writing an article on me. Only reason you need a babysitter for a coach is because you didn't have a coach. Yes. And okay, <laughs> look at Rico. Hey, look, look, look at Rico here. Rico goes, Okay, I have a massive headache now. Yeah, Kelsey, all of a sudden, after all these years, appears. To care more about being in the well, well, Paul. Wait a minute, that's not fair. He's setting up his post NFL career, doing it the right way. Okay, he's doing it the right way. What's he supposed to do? 
just call it a career. He wants to do something more. I, I don't begrudge the guy. If he wants to work in media, I know ESPN and Fox and CBS were working with him at, at in uh, Las Vegas, and I think they're very high on him. I think he'd be very good at it. I don't have a problem with it. There's nothing wrong with that, man. He's at the back end. And by the way, what if he retires? He, he put his service in. He's a great football player. He's a great football player. There's no shade on Jason Kelsey. Absolutely none. Him wanting to get into the media, there's nothing wrong with that. Okay? Kelsey's like, I'm done if Nick's the coach. Maybe that's why, hey, let's say this. You really think Jason Kelsey comes back if Nick Sirianni's the coach? Or would he have come back if someone else was? Hey, Sills, big Dom for coach. <laughs> I'll tell you this, bodyguard for sure. Don't, no, 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 Paul. You can't hate your hometown team. That's not what we're trying to do here. That's not where I want this to land. Paul, no, no, no. I re, you you want to hear something? Hey, the one thing I don't want to do is cover a four in a four-win team next year. Okay? I, I don't want to cover that. Well, wait a minute, Flexion. Kelsey's not going to disrespect Nick because he loves the Eagles. He doesn't love Nick. He loves the Eagles. And in the best interest of the Eagles, he's not going to talk shade or throw shade at the at the organization because he wants a job with the organization potentially. Remember, he's either going to go into media or he's going to work with the Eagles. There's two things he's looking at now or coming back. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to reset that and reset the other stuff that we hit on here in a second. Philly 500 is going to join us 5:30 Eastern. Not all Italians are invited to the barbecue, but you are the first black Italian to work at Jacob sports. Happy black history, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> yes okay yeah sure all right i i not a problem absolutely barry bonds is italian as far as i'm concerned it's all good we're good man absolutely <laughs> oh adventures of the babysitter that's the new drama next year in 2024 in September as, as the, as the lies turn Philly. This is too good. Oh, so brother Dan <laughs> guys are too much, too much, man. Uh, all right. Hit the like button. We'll sweep the top of the hour. We'll take another timeout. Then we'll get our guy, Philly 500. I can't wait to hear what he has to say. I cannot wait to hear what he has to say about this mess. Derek Gunn reporting that. Holy cow. And I don't think he just throws that out there. All right. Hit the like button. Keep it here, National Football Show.
Go for the pulse and the pools. Go for the ooze and the oz. Go for the bubbles and the bubbly. Go for the story and the stories. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Underdog Fantasy has a way for you to play alongside your favorite football team all season long with their Fantasy Pick'em game. You pick between two to five players, select whether they'll go higher or lower on one of their stats, then do what you usually do on a Sunday. Watch the games. You can win up to 20 times your money in a single game by going five for five. It's a fantasy game. And the sports betting show wants you to get involved. Go to underdogfantasy.com. When you sign up, use the promo code WIN, and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com. Use the promo code WIN. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. E-A-G-L-E-S. Eagles. Red Sales National Football Show. Please hit the like button. Philly 500 will be with us. That'll be at 5.30 Eastern time. Um, no question about it here. National Football League is going to have to address the gambling issue. You can't keep telling the players they can't gamble. And you're making money hand over fist, putting a Super Bowl in Las Vegas and telling the players if they bet on something, they can't be a part of that and they get suspended. It's because the owners don't want them, once again, dipping their beak into their pot. Look at what's also going on. These streaming services now are teaming up with places like Paramount and places like that. And the NFL is not getting a piece of that. Okay. This has been a piece. This is the NFL is not going to let you stream without having a contract like the Amazon has. Amazon's paying an enormous amount of money. Okay. Paying enormous amount of money for that Thursday night football. And how are you going to start there? And the NFL doesn't want any of that stuff. Okay? They don't want any of it. 
oh, this will be addressed because this, again, goes into the owner's pocket. Will the NFL Players Association have anything to do with it? No. Because the NFL Players Association is one of the weakest associations in the entire country and do not stand up for their players. You know, I get a little jealous at the NBA guys because the NBA guys actually stand up for their for their players, and that would never be tolerated when it comes to shit like that. Players Association is very strong in, ba- in basketball, but not in football. It's just not because they lose. I can't remember the last time they won anything when it came to being in a courtroom. They don't win in courtrooms. They just don't. Also, other notes, Brandon Staley looks like he's going to become the defensive coordinator of the 49ers. Should be named here in a couple days. Okay. Big sales question. Isn't investing in stocks gambling too? But the owners, but the owners do it. Of course. Yes, it is gambling. It, it, it's investment gambling. Over to I, I worked as a stockbroker. It is. Putting portfolios together is what I did. Long-term investment, short-term investment, day trading, um, long-term investment like waste management. Best company on the planet. Got to throw your trash out. Remember, there's very few things that are recession-proof. Booze, garbage, and gasoline. Recession-proof. Everyone needs it. (laughs) You always invest. Got to throw your trash out. Okay? Right? It's one of the best companies on the planet, waste management. Stock is one of the best on the planet. Sex, sure. Oh, man, I, I, I hate telling that story about condom rubbers when I sold those when I was at Bear Stearns. It's a terrible story. I won't go there. But, yes, it is. It is. And, and look, I'm not saying the owner should not have a right to be involved in the gambling, but the player should too. You can't be suspending these guys holding Super Bowls and playing there. I thought the Super Bowl went off great. For the record, I thought it went off great. I thought they did a great job. Okay? Seals, would you rather have – great question, Brian. Seals, would you rather have Vic Fangio or Brandon Staley as the Eagles D, D, uh, D coordinator? I'd rather have Vic. I'd rather have Vic. Okay? But again, Kyle Shanahan has more say over his roster. You know what I'm saying? They have more say over the roster, those kind of coaches. Nick has no say. So it's kind of hard to go, Is Vic Fangio going to be given total autonomy to be able to do what he wants to do on that side of the ball? By the way, what if, is it Fangio that doesn't want Reddick on the team? Is he the one who informed him? I'm going to assume that was Howie informing the agent. And then the agent, I would hope Howie told Reddick after he talked to the agent. I would hope that went down like that that he informed the agent, you can go out and pursue other opportunities potentially. Not saying we're letting you go. But we want to see what your market value is too. Okay? 
So I'm assuming that's how that went. Then they went and told Reddick, hey, listen, we don't want you not, I mean, we don't want you to leave. But we have decisions to make. And again, the most important money, here's your money decisions. Reddick, Corners, Swift, AJ. Every time I bring that up about trading AJ, you guys go into a panic. I'm like, AJ Brown, he's a great player. No shade, but money's part of this. Money's part of it. Look, just in money alone, NFL PA is saying it's a $243 million cap, right? 25 for AJ. Are you going to extend? Or are you going to pick up the fifth-year option? Probably going to pick up the fifth-year option, right? So you can keep that salary down to 24. Because if you extend him, he's going to want $18 million. So we'll just say they're going to pick the fifth-year option up. So he's not going to be that much on your cap. Your two DT or your two OTs, $35 million. There's 60, two OTs. Your center is 10. That's three. That's that's four players. That's 70 million. Quarterback's 50. That's five players. That's $125 million. If you're $243 million salary cap, five players. Five players. You got your corners at 30, 25. And you got your edge rusher at 15. So like in seven players, you have nearly $200 million. Seven players. That's why you're in the position you're in. Jalen won't survive. Now, hey, John, why does this look so much like the unraveling of Wentz? I'm not suggesting to you they're the same people. It just seems that when you paid Wentz, you went haywire too in that. I'm not even reporting that. We're going to hit on that here in a couple minutes after we take another time out here. And we're going to get Philly 500 on with us here. I mean, that's quite an indictment. Bob says Vic's scheme is off a 3-4 formation. So wait a minute, Bob. Reddick is not a 3-4. You're right. Okay, he's not a 34 OLB. You're correct. He does not fit. I, I, Bob, I completely agree with you. Plus, you don't have four linebackers on the team right now, do you? Do you have four linebackers that could run a 34 right now? I don't think you do. Okay, I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't personally think you do. 
And I'm, and I don't think you have one. It's Lori and Howie. Of course, it's those two. They're making all their visits now. Wow. This is crazy. You would need four. You would need five techniques, too. I think Sweat can play that five. I think he could play that five. I do. I think he could play that five. All right. We're going to take a timeout. We're going to get Philly 500 on at the bottom of the hour. Get his take. And we're going to reset that. And what we started the show off with, we'll hit on some of those topics again here. And what's next? Okay. Man, they not only have to clean up the roster, but they got to clean up the culture. Hit the like button. Keep it here, National Football Show. Go for the story and the stories. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Underdog Fantasy has a way for you to play alongside your favorite football team all season long with their Fantasy Pick'em game. You pick between two to five players, select whether they'll go higher or lower on one of their stats, then do what you usually do on a Sunday. Watch the games. You can win up to 20 times your money in a single game by going five for five. It's a fantasy game. And the sports betting show wants you to get involved. Go to underdogfantasy.com. When you sign up, use the promo code WIN, and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com. Use the promo code WIN. 
go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. E-A-G-L-E-S. Eagles. Ben Stills, the National Football Show. We appreciate you coming aboard. Philly 500 will join us at 5.30 Eastern time. We'll get his take on all the stuff that we've been hitting on here. And again, I want to just emphasize one more time how great the NFL has the offseason in their back pocket. No sport can deal with it, especially with what you have going on with all the teams. I think it's fantastic. You know, back in the day, when the NFL was done after the Super Bowl, that thing was over with. And, you know, when I used to be on the radio, it was like a dead time of content. And you'd have to go and start talking about shitty baseball. You know, here's the thing about me covering baseball back then. And to this point, sometimes even now, Wake me up when the first 25 games are played, and I'll kind of tell you what your team is. Sit around talking about the opening series on a three-game set. You don't know what you have. It goes in increments, 25 games. You know if 25 games in what your team is, another 25, all-star game, the break. After that, June swoon, whether or not you have one. Then as you get ready for the postseason and the stretch run, and now with all the wild cards, it keeps trying to keep you engaged. They created the wild cards to keep you engaged. Because back in the day, they didn't have those wild cards. Shit, you could win 94 games and not make it to the postseason. You could win 82 games nowadays and make it to the postseason. I've said this before about the Marlins. The Marlins have never won a National League East crown, but they've got two World Series crowns. That's today's baseball. 25, 35 years ago, they're not winning World Series. Because of the wild cards. There's no wild cards back then. You either won a division or that was it. If you didn't win your division, you weren't going. Okay? I mean, you won the West. You won the East. I mean, you won the Central Division. And if you didn't win, you didn't go. What's the wild cards? Yeah, baseball's a marathon. It's kind of boring to cover. The point with the NFL is the tags are here. We're now, who are they going to tag? You got free agency coming up here. The combines. You know how many people watch the combines with fat dudes running around in shorts? Oh, you see that guy run that 40? 45 million people watch that thing. Then, of course, the draft. You get about 70 million. Shit, they pimped that thing out. Now to cities. OTAs. Mini camp. Then regular camp in July. Season starts. You're right here. Spectacular stuff. Really do a great job. Really do a great job. Um, before I get to the D-Gun posting, I do want to emphasize one more time. If you're going to tell me you're going to create cap space for Howie to go into free agency and do some damage, I feel pretty good about that. I think he can do that. But his problem last year, you know what it was? He was trying to do that shit in season. It was too late. 
All the things you do now are going to determine whether or not you're going to be a Super Bowl contender today, February 21st. Not October 21st. You're, you're not doing that. By the way, again, Philly 500 will join us at 5.30 Eastern time. Okay? I'm good with it. If the Eagles are going to bring in a corner, entertain going back after Patrick Sertain like they did this past November, I think they should. Why, why would Denver? You know, John McMullen said something when he was on the program last week. He goes, Denver's not moving Sertain. Yeah, yeah, they will. I disagree. Here's why. Because they're moving off of Wilson. So you think Sean Payton's going to go into an NFL season without a quarterback? And without draft picks? Were they in the draft? Denver's got the 12th pick. Think he's taking a rookie? With that 12th pick? If he takes a rookie with that 12th pick, what's he going to do? Got to move off of Wilson. Russell Wilson has played his last down with the Broncos. Got to move him. And you're going to want draft picks. Would someone give a first for him? I don't know. But someone would give a first for this. I'll take Sertain and give you my 22nd pick. And that means you get another pick in the first round. Player you need right now to help that young quarterback. You see what I'm saying? Denver with the 12th and 22nd pick. Or Denver with the 12th and a higher pick because they parlay the two picks to move up into the top five to get a guy they really want. They're done with Wilson. That's why that's viable. What does Patrick Sertain do on a team with a rookie quarterback? Nothing. And he's in a contract. Hey, and he's got an option year. He's still on his rookie deal. You could pick the option up, the fifth-year option. Give yourself a year. Denver needs draft picks. He's going to command a one and a three. Give it to him. You have a 24-year-old cornerback next to Darius Slay, and you fix your problem overnight. Then you go into free agency and you sign not a not a too expensive guy, but you sign an experienced guy at safety. You have theoretically fixed your back end. It's not all it, it, it it's not off the books. Okay. Remember, if they tag Jalen Johnson, what's the rule on the tag that you have to match the money and it's two ones? He's not, he's not the player that Sertan is, but he's good. Eagles made a call about him. Bears pulled him off the list. Remember, they got until March 13th to figure this out here, if they're going to tag him or not. You're not going to just let him walk out the building. Again, 
Look, look, look at the New York Giants and the situation that they've done and got themselves into. You had an opportunity to move Saquon Barkley last year, trade him to Miami. Miami wanted him. Okay? The Dolphins wanted him. And what happened? They didn't make a move. So now he's going to walk off the street and, I mean, out of your building and into the street, and you got no compensation for him. And someone's going to pay him $8 million bucks. I think someone will pay him that money. Those are horrible front office decisions. That's why all these teams right now that are jockeying and getting in position to better their football team, you're doing it today. To get yourself in that position. And let's get into this D-Gun stuff here. This is crazy. Unbelievable. And we're going to do this before. Philly 500 comes in here. And we're reading it from his Twitter page. Dan, would you rather have A.J. Brown or Patrick Sertain? Patrick Sertain, interceptions are more valuable than wide receivers are, and corners are more valuable. A.J. Brown, name me a big-time wide receiver that was paid $25 million that won you a Super Bowl. When's the last guy to do it? Mike Evans wasn't making that money a couple of years ago. He was making about 13 Cooper Cup wasn't making that money when the Rams won. He signed his contract in the offseason of that year. Name me one. Tyreek Hill was not on that contract. He was still on a mid-level contract when he was in Kansas City when he won his first. Name me one. In the last six years, all those big salary receivers, can you name me one? Has Devontae Adams been to a Super Bowl? No. Justin Jefferson, you're going to pay a guy. Would you pay a guy? like? A, <clears throat> and we've been talking about this. <clears throat> we've been talking about this. Tyreek Hill was not making $25 million when he won his Super Bowl. That's why they dealt him. He was not making. He didn't start making that money until he got to Miami. It's not true. Okay? Uh, that's right. Slagger, these contracts for these receivers have just started going up in the last five years. That's right. And no one has carried their team to a Super Bowl in the last five years with those big contracts. Okay? No one has no one has won a Super Bowl with those big contracts. No one. Kansas City has it. No one has. Rams didn't. Bucks didn't. So money is the illness? No, the illness is overpaying positions on your team instead of having a balanced cap. Having a balanced cap is the key to winning a Super Bowl. Kansas City and New England understand that. Once they got their quarterback, the rest is history. That's why Kansas City is going to sustain here, let's do this. You think Pacheco gets a second contract in Kansas City? Absolutely not. Will he get a second contract in KC? 
No way. They'll move on from him. Draft another guy. They spent $2 million in their running back room last year and no money at wide out because their quarterback's the elite and only elite guy in the league. He's the only one. And Kansas City's running him the right way. You run him like a thoroughbred. Okay? No, Slacker goes like this. It's a little misleading because unicorns like Mahomes and Brady don't need those guys. Okay. So you pay those guys $50 million, but you want to pay Jalen Hurts the same money that you pay Patrick Mahomes and Brady? Why? He can't do the things those two guys do. Why would you pay him? Slagger, you're right. And and the guy in the guy in San Francisco proves it. Shit, Jalen was on a $1.5 million deal. Absolutely. No. The quarterback market is fool's gold. That, that's what the problem is. Dak Prescott's up for a $60 million deal. I'm not paying that. But I bet you Dallas does. What's their options? Cooper Rush? Well, shit, you got to decide something. You got Tyron Smith. You've got CeeDee Lamb. You've got Micah Parsons. You've got all these dudes that you've got to come up with a contract for. That's right, Alex. Brady was never the highest paid player in his in the league at any time until he got, I believe, to Tampa. And I still don't think he was the highest paid guy, but he was up there because they gave him a boatload of money in Tampa. Brady knew taking less meant his team and his roster would be better. That's why he left New England. They weren't retooling the cabinet. Jason Light did. They had a ready-made team. Jameis Winston just couldn't get it across the finish line. He threw too many interceptions. Plus, Arians had a mentality of no, I mean, no risk it, no biscuit. Oh, well, you know, win Super Bowls that way. Brady's checked down Charlie. Those contracts for the quarterbacks are what kills it. And what happens is once you pay the quarterback, now this is what Howie did that was great, and I told you this. The thing that he did that was great was those cap hits aren't effective and really detrimental to your team for another two years. That's why he's worth his weight in gold when it comes to constructing those deals. Okay? It's crazy how both Mahomes and Brady won with elite tight ends. That's absolutely correct. And at Philly 007, why do you think that is? And I kind of brought this up a couple days ago. Why, why do you think those guys won with elite tight ends in today's game? Because the linebacker position is not deep in the league anymore. It's just not deep. You don't run into very good linebacking cores. And the tight end position is dominating the league. Look at all the top flight tight ends that are in the league. I'd rather have a tight, I'd rather have an elite tight end 
than an elite wide receiver. He's a mismatch because he does more things than one, too. He blocks in my run game. He blocks at the point of attack. He blocks edge rushers. Okay? And he catches footballs for me. And he's a red zone threat. He does way more than what AJ does for me. I'm not saying AJ's not a great player, too, because he is. But when you have an elite tight, look at the guy, Jake Ferguson. Jake Ferguson was the second best football player in the offense last year outside of CD Lamb. He's a tight end. I didn't even know who he was. But they upgraded from the guy they had two years earlier. He's a good football player, this guy, Ferguson. Shit, the guy in Washington's becoming somebody good. I mean, that tight end position is becoming effective. Eagle fans aren't patient enough for rebuilding. You're going to have to be. You're, you're going to have to be. Chris, I don't think Cousins is leaving Minnesota. Okay? I don't think he's, I don't think he's leaving Minnesota. Why would you pay Justin Jefferson $35 million or $30 million a year and have a rookie quarterback? Where are they picking? Minnesota's picking 11th. You're going to go with a rookie quarterback and pay a receiver $30 million? Man, that is such a gamble. How do you know you land on the right guy? Mm. Again, those are decisions you're going to have to make here if you're Minnesota. Are you really going to move off of Kirk Cousins, who was having a career year last year, was leading the NFL in touchdown passes? I don't know. I don't know. That's a tough one here. All right. I want to I want to go back to this and reset this. Sirianni's a hothead, apparently, according to Yale. And this is according to D Gunn here in his post on his Twitter page. According to sources, Jalen's big contract pulled in numerous directions on and off the field. Makes complete sense in how they handled them. Complete sense. Telling them to slide. Don't get hit. The RPOs were taken out. Man, they did a poor job managing him. Howie and Sirianni and the owner did a poor job managing him. Once they paid him, they coddled him. And he's not a player that needed to be coddled. I think he's a tough player. I think Jalen Hurts likes to play tough football. But they turned him into a finesse guy. They just wanted him to sit back and throw passes and not be who he was. And now this makes complete sense. All of this is now coming to a head here where it makes complete sense. He didn't handle the pressure well. You know what Gary Cobb said on our program a couple months ago? He goes, you know what, man? How do you think you would act if somebody gave you a $250 million contract and 50 a year? How would you act? 
I know how I acted just with my little money that I got. Not well. I'm not saying he acted unprofessional or anything. I'm not, I'm not suggesting that. But you got a lot of people pulling and tugging at you in all kinds of directions when you get that kind of money. You got family members you never thought you had. You got friends wanting things. You got friends with their hands out. You're picking up tabs all the time. Nobody's really, it becomes lonely a little bit. And it sounds crazy, and I know you're all going, oh, I get it. Then you got the weight of winning games. Then you got the unraveling of what's going on here. And Big Dom suspended. Controls Sirianni's emotions on the sideline in his absence. This is crazy. I'm going to read this over again here because I got my boy Philly 500 in the background. And I'm going to read it for him off of D Gun's Twitter. And I cannot wait until I see his face when I read this. Derek Gunn. According to sources, Jalen's big contract pulled in numerous directions on and off the field, put him under a lot of pressure he didn't handle well. When Big Dom got suspended, controls Sirianni, emotions on the sideline. Big Dom was there to babysit Sirianni. In his absence, Nick gets in numerous arguments with players and coaches during the game. Let's bring in Philly 500. <laughs> Big Sills, what's happening? You what's know happening? I bring you in here when we got some news here, brother. Yeah. Well, all I could say is if the Eagles are taking applications for Nick Kotite's babysitter, I want to apply. I would gladly take that job. Um, we now know why the Eagles collapsed. The, 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 the coach lost the babysitter. Obviously, that's what happened. I mean, it happened in the 49ers game. He never was the same. He lost his babysitter. It's crazy. Why do you bring him back? I don't know. I Like I said, I would have let him go. I would have cleaned house with all my coaches. Um, but they didn't. I, I don't. The only reason I can think that they're bringing him back is because you don't fire Doug Peterson, who won a Super Bowl the way they did, and then now you're firing uh, Nick Sirianni the way you did. It looks like there's no stability. The right paisans think alike. Yes. You understand this because they couldn't justify Doug's firing with a coach who had a 667 win percentage. Right. If they blow his ass out like that. I agree. That, and that's why he's the sense. only survivor on the ship. Yeah. It, it's crazy. I mean, the one thing you have to say about the Eagles and being an Eagle fan is it's never boring. We're <laughs> sitting here in February and there's they're, plenty they're to more talk interesting about. now. <laughs> yeah. It's it's crazy. I, I you know, I I believe Derek Gunn. When it yeah. comes to putting something out, Derek Gunn is usually really good. So for him to say that he heard something, you know, to what levels, whatever, I don't know. But Big Dumb 
did get kicked out in that 49ers game, and we were never the same since. So it wasn't that the 49ers took the heart of the Eagles away. It was the fact that the head coach unraveled. Yeah, I th- I think, I mean, I think that's really Dude, what happened. What an indictment. Well, I mean, think about it. You, the guys, we, I mean, there's video evidence. We, we saw video of him yelling on the sidelines with one of his linebackers coach, I believe. And even to the point where Devontae Smith was trying to step in. So we've seen him do it before. So it's not a surprise. Now, if he's out there and he's railing at players, railing at coaches, I could see total infighting starting behind the scenes. I mean, I think at the end of the day, I really think that when the 49ers beat the Eagles and the Eagles, you know, basically everybody had a playbook on the Eagles and started doing it. They didn't have the experience enough at coach or, you know, any of their coaches to go out there and make adjustments. They didn't know what to do. They were sitting ducks. That's why all their coaches they hired are experienced. I would make this point to you, and I'd have no evidence. Craig Carton came out and said that there was what? No, no, wait. I don't think it's anything to do with a chick. Right, right. But you know what? I think it may have something to do with a what? fist fight in the locker room. Oh, I mean, but you you don't think that a, a locker room can can have a fight? Absolutely. And not provide that. Absolutely. I, I, you know, I mean, I think it's very easy for this guy to come out there who I never even heard of. And say, I know her, I know why the Eagles collapsed. I blah blah, but I can't tell you why. You got to give us something, you know. It's it just like, oh, he, he he just made it sound like it was AJ Brown. That that's really what it. I thought it was bogus, but Derek Gunn putting this out, I know that there's something to it because he doesn't put stuff out there that usually is is not true. Man. It kind of lines it all up, doesn't it? And it makes now all the sense in the world. And then you wondered, and let's let's go to the general manager, and let's go to um, the owner here. What what is what is the reasoning for them to do that? I mean, the, what would be what? the reasoning for them having him back in the building? It's stability. I mean, how does it look? What coaches want a job with the Eagles if that the slightest thing goes off the rail or slightest thing happens, you're going to fire? Doug Peterson won a Super Bowl, went then went to playoffs consecutive years. The first time he doesn't make a playoff, they fire him. Then you bring in Nick Sirianni. He takes you to Super Bowl the year before you're 10-1, and one, and then you fire him again. I mean, who's going to line up for coaching jobs there? I don't think it's a good look. Bald Eagle, we're going to get to that. Reddick is an issue. His money is an issue. And we're going to talk to Philly 500 here about the issues on the team. And he did come at, his, at a discount. I appreciate that, Bald Eagle. Thank you. I'm going to throw this at you here with Devontae Smith. So May 2nd, Devontae Smith is eligible for a fifth, for a contract extension. Right. Do you give him the contract extension or do you pick I- up the fifth-year option? I pick up the fifth year option and I give myself time. You still got to get guys. The fifth year option means $15 million is automatically yeah. put on your cap. Yeah. Well, listen, I mean, if they can make an extension with them, 
you know, that allows it to, it to kick in in two years and do it. But uh, that fifteen million is on the cap. Not it's not on the cap this year. It's on the cap the following year. So it gives you time. It gives you a whole year. I mean, Landon Dickerson doesn't have an option year. He's got to get extended. You've got to figure out what you're doing with Reddick. So to me, I think, hey, if you can get an extension done with him, do it. But I think if you pick up the option year, it gives you some some time to get it done. But make no mistakes about it. You have to get it done. It has to happen. He can't go anywhere. No, because what you don't want to do is you don't want to uh, do anything here because what will happen is 2024 will be his final season and he'll be going in if you don't pick that you don't pick that fifth year right. option up and you don't extend him, he's a free agent yeah. at the end of 24. Right. You, you and he walks out the off. building and into the street making $25 million somewhere else. Yeah. You, you got to pick up the option. Uh, I think, I mean, I think with Kellen Moore there, I think he's going to have a monster year anyways. Um, but I, I, I would say pick up the option and give yourself some time to get some other things done. And then, then you make sure by the end of this following season to get an extension done. Let me show you how critical this is here, this kind of stuff. Here's a great example. Uh, Saquon Barkley. So they're not going to tag Barkley, which means this. Why didn't you trade him last year? That means right. he walks into the street, Philly, with you get no compensation for him. Right. You got nothing for a guy who's going to make maybe $8 bucks somewhere else. Yeah, that's poor management, and you gave that quarterback an insane contract. That's the funny. That's the best part about the whole thing is <laughs> is what they paid Daniel Jones. They they thought that they were going to compete for a title this year, and they thought that they could get away with it, and it, it blew up in their face. I want to ask you guys here, and I wrote this down. This is what can help get the Eagles to around thirty six million dollars in cap space. There's four things you can do. Restructure extensions, cut pre-June 1, and cut post-June 1. Let me go over a couple of these guys. Do you restructure Hassan Reddick's deal, or do you give him an extension? I I give him an extension. I believe extension frees up like $11 million. You don't I, cut him. No, I'm not cutting them, and I'm not, and I'm not. I don't see the point in trading them because you're not going to get the value for them. Uh, to me, I think you have to extend. Now you have to do it. He has to be able to come down in price. He's not getting twenty five million dollars. There's no way Howie Roseman. The one thing Howie Roseman's very good with is money. I'm calculating money, and he knows that by telling Reddick to go on the open market and seek. Your best offer. He knows that he's not going. He already knows Reddick's not getting what he wants to get, which is why he's letting him do it. Um, I think it's all for negotiation purposes. I, I say give him an extension, if you can, two or three years. Um, that's what I would try to do. Otherwise, I just pay him and play it out and see you later. But I'm but not I'm giving not, that guy 20 million bucks. No, I think 17, 18 million, somewhere around there is where he'll come in. But I think Howie Roseman, Howie's not going to say, go ahead. First of all, the Eagles pay usually pay pass rushers. They value pass rushers. So to me, they know Reddick can't get what he wants on the open market. That's why they're telling him, yeah, go ahead and do it. Because once he finds out, 
he can't blame that the Eagles lowballed him or anything like that. So I think I think Howie is is two or three steps ahead of this. Would you be insulted if you were Reddick that you were told and your agent were told, hey, look, we really like you, but you there's a better opportunity for you. Um, you can go and look for a better opportunity, especially a guy who's delivered to you over 30 sacks. I mean, in two I'm, years, would you be insulted by that? I'm not insulted by anything. So, <laughs> no, uh, I don't I don't know. I mean, maybe maybe it, it, it seems insulting, but I also think that's why Howie's telling him, go see what you can get, because uh, he's going to find out very quickly. I believe nobody's giving you twenty five million dollars. And then at that point, it's a lot easier to. uh to work out a contract. How, listen, how he knows what he's doing, what he already knows what these guys are worth in terms of market value. That's the one thing he's really good at. Kevin Byard, are you restructuring? See ya. Extension? Cut pre-June 1 or cut post-June 1? You save more money um, pre-June 1. You could save about a million more. I cut them pre-June 1. I take the thirteen million, I'll, uh, you know, and have the money right now. Uh, that'll be right now to your caps. I think you got to cut them. Um, they, they, I guess, they can restructure them and save nine million. I think that's what it was. It but was. I would, I, I would cut them. I, I would cut them. I, I if don't you think... cut them, you save thirteen. Yeah, I would cut them. I'd cut them right away. And Come there's on. your Reddick money. Yeah, that's true. You know, but I, he, he's. Older, I think we got to get younger at the position. I think there there are options out there for us of safety through the draft and free agency that will be uh, will be better. Avante Maddox restructure extension, cut him pre June one, or cut him post June one. I'm going to restructure him. I'm going to look oh. to restructure him because the one thing with the Eagles, we've had bad secondary Oh, you want to play. give him another shot even though he's injury prone? If I can restructure, I'll do it because I got Isaiah Rodgers. And if I could have – the way I see it, your secondary was so bad last year. You need all the depth you can get. If he's already under contract and you can restructure and save some money, I would do it because you don't know – you know, I think this Isaiah Rogers is going to be a player. I think he's going to be good. And I like some of the young guys I have. But if I can restructure him, I will. If I can't restructure him, I let him go. Post-June 1st. Jordan Mulatto, restructure or extend? What do you do with him? And by the way, before you answer, rated as the third best left OT. If you put him in the open market, He's probably a $25 million a year offensive left tackle, mm -hmm. which is probably your highest value outside of your quarterback of any player on your team. And the way he graded and how young he is and the position itself. Yeah. Um, what do you do with him? I, I think you have to extend him. Uh, you know, a left tackle, I think you, you extend him. My, my goal is really I want to get that left side of the line. I want it set for years to come. So um, – I'm gonna I'm gonna try to extend him if I can. Josh Sweat, restructure, extend, or cut post June one. Restructure. I'll try to restructure him. I like Josh Sweat. I think he's a good player. Um, 
But it's I got wanna, a twenty-one point one million dollar street value if he went on the open market. I restructure him. I, I restructure. He's part of I, your I, future, right? I think so. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm not looking to get rid of him, but I, I think I think it would, I would restructure right now. I also think that you know he needs to go out and and have a rebound year. I thought I thought him as well as a lot of those guys on the line really had off years. So I, I want to. I'll restructure. Dallas Goddard, I'm not high on him anymore. I used to really love no? the player, uh-huh. uh, but he's just injured too much, and I can't rely on building an offensive football attack around a guy. I mean, Jalen Hurts had an eight-quarterback rating in the middle of the field in 23, and I think that had a lot to do with them not utilizing him well and him not being out there. So do you restructure or extend Dallas Goddard? I'm gonna I'm gonna take a different approach. I'm I'm gonna extend Goddard. I think Goddard. I still believe Goddard could be a top five tight end. I believe a lot of the now the injury problems are are real because it's like every year. But I think in terms of the amount of the you know what they used him and how much they used him, I think it wasn't him. I think it was the the offense and the way they designed plays. You didn't see them throw over the middle too many by to pretty much anybody let alone him, uh, when they go to Devontae Smith over the middle, touchdown. A.J. Brown over the middle, touchdown. But they never went over the middle to anybody. So I think that under Kellen Moore, I think Dallas Goddard is going to have a good year, a great year. Let me ask you a couple more questions now when it comes to free agency and the draft and it comes to Howie. What do you think Howie's stronger at, veteran free agency or the draft? Veteran free agency. (laughs) <laughs> it's, not even, it's not even close. No, no. His his draft record has been not really good. I mean, it's gotten a little bit better since he started just drafting everybody from Alabama or Georgia. <laughs> but, but, you know, I mean, that's, you know, playing it safe. But I think um, overall, I don't think his, he's been strong in the draft. A little bit better in free agency. He's had some really good years, you know, going in 2017. I thought going in to last year um, – not this past year, but the year we went to the Super Bowl. Uh, I mean, he, he's had some good uh, years with free agency, but he knows the market. He already knows what these guys are worth, and he's really good at that. So free agency. Veteran cornerback, veteran safety, veteran linebacker. Where do you think you should spend the majority of your resources on? I honestly think you need another pass rusher. I think you need another Edge. pass rusher. I do. I think you, you're losing Brandon Graham, uh, right, at some point. Uh, you know, we don't know what you got with Nolan Smith. I, if Nolan Smith had a great year, I would feel much better. But I still think that this defense, their bread and butter is to get to the quarterback. And if you can't get to the quarterback, it ain't going to matter. So I think you – I would personally spend it on edge, and then I would have my other signings be linebacker. I would go – I would go big, one big signing at an edge rusher. If I could get a guy, um, you know, I don't know, you know, if Josh Allen, the Jags shakes free, but if somebody like that shook free or even Brian Burns, I would strongly consider them. And then I would go linebacker and safety. I I think that's how I would do it. So So you would pay two edge rushers $20 million? Well, I'm not, I'm assuming I'm not going to pay Hassan Reddick $20 million. When, when it's all said and done, I, I don't believe that's what his contract's going to be. But if I can't if I can't work out a deal with Hassan Reddick, 
he's playing his last year's contract under what he's getting now. I'm not changing. So to me, the they need pass rushers. They had the worst, they had the worst rate of sacks on third down than anybody. Derek, you know, Josh Sweat didn't have double digit sacks. Uh Brandon Graham was really non-existent. I mean, who else is going to rush the passer besides Hassan Reddick? You you need somebody. Um, and I think that whether you keep Reddick or not, you need somebody else down the road. So I would I would try to upgrade my defensive line. I would then spend middle tier signings with like linebacker and safety. And then I would draft in my second round. I would draft linebackers. I would draft two. Boy, I, I, you know what? I hadn't thought of being a dick to Reddick and just say, hey, we're playing out your last contract. And to me, and he's in a position where guess what too? He's got to play. Right. If he wants to go out there and get another deal in the open market. And you know what too? Philly, think about it. And I like your, your thinking here on it because – He's been cut twice. Right. It's not like this guy was traded. He was cut. There's a re- I mean, elite pass rushers aren't cut two times mm-hmm. in their prime. And yeah. he was cut twice. I mean, you're not cutting JJ Watt or TJ Watt twice. No. Or like a Miles Garrett. You're not cutting them guys, right? No. Right. Uh, obviously, no. You're, you're definitely not. I mean, I, my my hope is that Reddick they can work an extension, and that him testing the market will 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 you know will give us a contract made you know two three year contract, set it up you know how he's very good at that setting up big signings yes. and bonuses and things that make it work. But I I think that at the end of the day, when you look at the Eagles' defense, the most important thing. Is and what they believe, they believe this for as many years as I've been watching. You have to get to the quarterback. They did not get to the quarterback last year. Do you would you be disappointed if the Eagles drafted an old lineman at 22? No, no, I, I, no. Um, if if and, and personally, do you that, think they're still a top five unit? See, I don't, I do think they're you don't think they're a top five. Here's I think why they are. Here's okay. why. They blitzed them the third most in the league. They had issues with blitz pickup. Hertz was third in the NFL in hits on the quarterback. Their running backs didn't help them at all. Yeah. And their run game fell apart in the second half of the season. Now, yeah. a lot of things played into that as we're now finding out. I mean. <laughs> Apparently. I mean. Yeah, no, know, no. I'm just saying. The wasn't there. There's a lot. It, there seems to be the numbers. Yeah, kind of went the other way for him. Right. So you think you'd be okay with an old lineman in that pick? If I'm, you know, when it comes to the first round, I'm I'm very get the best player available, and and focus on that. And if you if you have a guy, let's say it's a guard and he's the best guard in in the draft, and and he's which you is know, very deep in old lineman. I'm I, I'm okay with that. You know, I don't think a right tackle is going to be available at 22 that you would take. You know, but I I'm all for offensive linemen. I I say make your strength your strength even more. I mean, if Kelsey comes back, you have I still think you still have a top five offensive line. It's just so hard to evaluate everything that happened last year because it just all collapsed from every angle. How do you how do you judge? A lot of what was going on when these guys were so checked out. So to me, it's hard. It was implosion from it within. 
Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. it was self-inflicted stuff. Right. Exactly. That's th- That, to me, you know, you have so many things, like you said, you're worrying about new coordinators doing all this. And it's like you didn't have professionals in the building. Yeah, exactly. Do you no, think there's exactly. enough depth on the old line? Yeah, I, I think they. I think they got. Uh, you could always have more depth. Um, I, I, I like what I saw of, of Steen. You know, I don't know what's going to happen with like guys like Driscoll and stuff. Uh, I think you're going to have to draft, draft some linemen in this draft whether it's in the first round or not. And if if you told me that, all right, you have three choices, a linebacker, a safety, or, or let's say a linebacker, a corner, and, a, and a, a guard. But the guard is clearly way more talented and has way bigger upside than the other two guys. I'm taking him in the first round. First round, get the talent. You know what I mean? I, I think the other rounds, you worry more about positions. So if the offensive lineman is the best player available, I'm taking him. Big Dom's babysitter for Nick Sirianni. I love it. I love it. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Dude, is that not like you said? They're gonna just hey, one thing to go like this. Hey, you know, the coaches and the players like Britton Covey were saying that, you know, they kind of weren't seeing eye to eye. They right. weren't seeing eye to eye. That guy was kind. Then he started walking. He called people, he called Barrett Brooks a liar. He did. Because mm. uh, Baird came on this. He called Baird Brooks a liar. And now Deke Gunn's saying that after Dom left, the whole place fell in. Yeah, it's crazy. It, I mean, we, we know that there was stuff going on. You just don't go 10-1 and one and then collapse the way you did. In historic. Uh, historic. You know, Historic. They're gonna do. They're gonna do. ESPN's gonna do thirty thirties <laughs> about this collapse. Like this is one for the record books. So there had to be stuff going on within the locker room. There had to be. And but but the one thing I didn't think it would be was that the coach needed a babysitter. I that that was you know that's out there. Hey, out love. there. Holy <laughs> cow! My wife's my babysitter. All right. I mean, dude. What the? Hey, tell folks that I could get in. Uh, just type you in Philly Five Hundred that you do, brother. Tell Thank them how you, they man. Can find him. Just type in Philly Five Hundred, and I'll come up. You'll see this beautiful face, and you'll know it's me. And just click on it. Oh it. man, you're probably gonna come unhinged on this one. This is. I, this I, is I don't too know much. what. To, it's crazy. I, I'm I'm curious to see. What kind of you know? Because you always get a tweet like. What about this the cleanup? Get... My my take is going to be: I want to see the cleanup. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because you know it's coming, and and that and that's what you got to wait for. So it'll be interesting. But man, to think that your coach needs a babysitter because not that Dom, Big Dom is protecting the players and coaches from Nick Sirianni. That's <laughs> because if he's not there. Nick Sirianni is going to abuse everybody. He's going to verbally abuse everybody. So they have to have Dom out to protect Nick Sirianni, <laughs> protect the players and the coaches from Nick Sirianni. It's the hilarious. whole thing fell in, not when the side got moved, but when Big Dom knocked out Greenlaw. That's, <laughs> That's when it. the That's thing when went the sideways. Thing Say, did you ever think that maybe, just maybe, uh, Jeffrey Lurie and Howie didn't fire Nick Sirianni because they're scared of him. 
Maybe they're afraid that he's going to beat the crap out of Dom's not around. Hey, I'm not going to tell him. No. You tell him. Exactly. Let's just keep this guy here. I'm not. I'm not. Hey, I'm afraid of that Paisan. I mean, Big Dom is protecting the players and the coaches from him. Because if he's on there, he's going to verbally abuse everybody. All it's right, hilarious. Go. Thank you so All much, right. brother. Thank you. All right, you talk got to it. You. That is Bye. my guy, Philly guy, Philly 500, man. I love the guy. Hit the like button. Keep it here, National Football Show. bubbles and the bubbly go for the story and the stories go for the win go to ocean casino resort book your trip at theoceanac.com Underdog Fantasy has a way for you to play alongside your favorite football team all season long with their Fantasy Pick'em game. You pick between two to five players, select whether they'll go higher or lower on one of their stats, then do what you usually do on a Sunday. Watch the games. You can win up to 20 times your money in a single game by going five for five. It's a fantasy game. And the sports betting show wants you to get involved. Go to underdogfantasy.com. When you sign up, use the promo code WIN, and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com. Use the promo code WIN. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. E-A-G-L-E-S. Eagles. Eagles need to hire Suge Knight to protect the players and the owner from Nick. Man. <laughs> Dude, this is this, this 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 can't get any better. This just can't get any better here. <laughs> Holy cow. Um, 
We're going to try to get Chris Sims and uh, Craig Carton on tomorrow with us. And we got to dive deeper into this thing here. I don't know. One of the craziest stories I've seen, and it came from Derek Gunn, so we appreciate the context there from him. Well, yeah, I don't know. Unbelievable stuff. Thank you guys so much for coming aboard. We really appreciate it. Xander, Big Joe, we so appreciate it. Two to six, two to six tomorrow, and we shall see you on the flip side. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.